folks. So it is county final weekend in Carlow in terms of hurling, and it is up for the match. And we're going to have a good bit of crack over the next hour or so. We have plenty coming up for you on the program, as well as being joined by some esteemed guests, which we'll crack on with in a couple of moments' time. We do have some interviews as well. We'll be hearing from Kevin Kiodi, St Mullins goalkeeper. We'll hear from Niall O'Donnell, St Mullins manager, and we'll also hear from Connor Phelan. Ronald Surrenders manager and Dennis Murphy, of course, Ronald Surrenders stalwart as well. That's all coming up over the next hour or so. Um, we're going to cover the finals in terms of when they're being played. So obviously tomorrow at five o'clock, you have the intermediate hurling championship final between Navebreed and Navon. Then moving on to Sunday, the junior hurling championship final sees Palatine take on Bagnastown Gales, and of course the senior hurling championship final is Sam Mullins versus Mullins Surrenders. And great news with that as well, of course, which we revealed last week that. The Senior Hurling Championship Final is live, uh, live on TG Cahar, which is just fantastic news, and it's great to see Cara Hurling uh, getting that kind of uh, exposure. Uh, just a reminder as well that uh, the program is, of course, in association with Corker and Precast. Thanks. You can see the website there up on the screen. And also a reminder, Corker and Precast Thanks are offering 10% off all wastewater treatment systems from now until Friday, September 24th. And in order to avail of this discount, simply mention the left wing back. There you go. So if you want to get in touch with us, folks, you can, of course, um, comment on our streams, which are going out, or at least should be going out on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. And don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. So moving on to the guests, we are joined by Stateside. <laughs> Daisy DePaul Show. Awesome. How are you getting on, lad? Not too bad, Kev. Buzzing to be on. Long-time listener, first-time guest. Good stuff. Great to have you on, man. So, um, as uh, all good mothers would ask, Jeez, what time is it over there and whereabouts are you? Um, I'm in Chicago here. It's three o'clock. I'm just after finishing work. So, happy Friday to everyone. Good man. So, Desi actually started at five o'clock this morning because he knew he was coming on with us. So, uh, that's dedication to the cause. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, we're also joined by Mr. James O'Hara from Navon. How are you getting on, Jimmy? Ah, uh, sure, not too bad, boys. Yourselves? I tell you. All good. It took it took uh, it took Jimmy to the front up. We uh, went through about ten or eleven Navy men, and Jimmy finally uh, bit the bullet and came on with us. I'll tell you one thing, Jim. Right, the boys out there that you heard with they're quite good to the women because they say at least half a dozen of those had tables booked tonight and they're bringing them out. I tell you, uh, they're probably you, all together the whores. And now that your missus has heard that, you'll probably be in the doghouse tomorrow over coming on with us. So, <laughs> uh, sure. What's new, huh? That's the that's the joys of us as you. So. Jim, just yeah. to, just to start with first, then um, we'll have a little trickle back to last weekend before we move on to tomorrow's intermediate decider. So you were up against the Rangers. Um, they probably had a little bit too much for you on the day, did they? Yeah, Asher. Look, at we um, up till the third or the second water break, it wasn't gone out of reach, and they just kind of pulled away in the last fifteen, and we hadn't got the answers, and that was kind of it, really. You know, um. They'll take a bit of beating, all right. Should be tight enough contest between themselves and St. Mullins, I'd say, but um, we just didn't have it, have the answers on the day, unfortunately. Yeah, sure. Look, that's the way it is. Um, I'm just going to bring in Joe Nolan here now as well. Joe, how's things? Good, Kevin. Well, lads, how you doing? Kevin, Kevin I, was li- I was literally just texting you back to say that was grand. I was going to go get tea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you not had enough? Uh, were you one of those uh, lads now? You were off treating them. Is that thing to say? I was. Well, no, in, in fairness, now she paid, so she treated me. So, right, uh, okay. Uh, Good man. Good man, uh, yeah. You know, I have to be honest here. Yeah, she treated me, so... Modern, modern relationship there. Yeah, well, look, you know, I, yeah, I, that's yeah. what I'm all about, man. You know, you know me. I'm, I move with the times. You know what I mean. She pulled out her card first, so I mean, look, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to say no. You know. 
Good stuff. Listen, Jimmy, just um, moving back to last week, I suppose, he opted to go with a sweeper, I think, on the day. And, you know, it was relatively tight early on. But then at half time, I think you found yourself maybe, what, seven points down or so. And you're always chasing things then from that point, like. Yeah, I kind of, the plan was, there was, um, we started off, we were going to go the first 10 minutes with the sweeper because we hadn't, we kind of had started slow in a lot of matches this year. And uh, we just didn't want them to get away on us. Um, uh, yeah, we kind of held them fairly well for the first few minutes, but they kind of probably found our groove a bit better, and we weren't able to get the scores on the board. So, um, yeah, it didn't. It probably it worked alright for the first few minutes, but Rangers kind of found their feet then, and uh, they were able to pick out the passes and kind of nullify the sweeper a bit, I suppose. But um, that's the, yeah. to do. that's the way it goes, yeah. Yeah. So, listen, Des, I'll bring you in here. Can you give us a, a bit of a flavour as to what your involvement has been since you've gone over there stateside? Um, you were telling us a little bit off air, but uh, you're still very much involved in the game anyway, which was always going to happen, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's been um, strange times as well for everyone. Um, I arrived over in 2019 and got involved with the, the hurling team there straight away. Um, so, we, we played out the championship. We were lucky enough to to win it out. Um, but since then, I suppose, without the Irish imports coming over, there's been no hurling here for the last two years. Disappointingly so, but um, I got involved with the football there um, in terms of uh, training and coaching. So there's an intermediate team here made up of all American players, um, called the Chicago Patriots. They asked me would I come on board with them. So we trained them there this year. We got to the final of the, the, the championship and we're beating me two points. So it's been all a go, you know, most of the year there training away. It's been thoroughly enjoyable, you know. When they rang me and they were saying there's going to be a championship and training and stuff, I was like, talk about for a minute and I was like, sign me up, lads. You know, it's it's been too long, you know, GA, everything shut down. and It was just a, a, a joy to get back and doing something and being involved. Absolutely, lad. And I mean, from your own point of view as well, um, in terms of last year in particular, like you would have been very dependent on streams and stuff. So that would have been a great way for you to stay tangible while you're while you're been over there. So you felt very much connected, I suppose. I know you were kind of saying you were a little bit maybe disappointed that you couldn't see some of these games um, in terms of the group stages. Um, but like that's that was a big facility for you to try and stay in touch because other than that, like you're not seeing anything. Yeah, like, I mean, I've discussed this with you before, like I was saying, when the, the COVID hit first, like, and things were getting back to a bit of action, like the streams online, you know, even if it's just a lad and a, and a dog and a camera, a camera phone, like, in the field, it's it was something, you know. We're all craving action. We're all craving sports. So the streams are thoroughly, thoroughly valuable. You know, the, the Par TV has been a great thing. You know, I'm lucky enough I have the, the GA go, so I get to see the inter-county games. But you know, there, there is a graph for the, the home the home stuff that that I'm I'm missing out on as was a little bit over here. Um and I'm just kind of disappointed there's I won't be able to see any of the intermediates. I, I know the guys are recording the game, but um I was talking to Stephen there, he said that it won't be streamed live, so I'm kinda of bit in the dark. Um, I'll be following Twitter as well tomorrow, see how it goes. Absolutely, but I suppose, you know, on the positive front, to have TJ, TJ Carr showing the game, as you mentioned, the start of the program, that's that's massive, like, you know, for the profile of Carr Harlan, not just for yourself overseas, but, like, 
everywhere for, for young lads maybe they can't get to the game and little girls that can't get into the game for various reasons like to give Carla Horan that platform is fantastic Asher is huge like I mean I soldiered long enough there myself and you know I remember we could have been five or six years into the into the career like and you're you're never on TV like and we got to a Christy ring like and it was put on like and it was a huge thing you know um so it's, you know, the more exposure the weaker counties get, the better, like, you know, the more young lads are around the place, they look up and all that's all they want to do is be on the TV, like the, the, the heroes that they're looking at, you know. So it's it was it's great that the boys are able to play this weekend and it's on TG Car and you know, the two teams have been in very good over the last, you know, eight or nine years, like the Rangers, you know, competing in an all earn final, you know, Sam Holmes when they went into the championship in the club. They went on and did very well as well. So it's 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 only right that I think Carlo and those two teams, you know, get exposure um, this weekend on TGR. So let's move on to the intermediate final. As Jimmy, you're obviously all you boys were trying to get right take it this year. Yeah, up until kind of uh, halfway through the championship, we kind of split trains. You know, matches were on different days, so um, we kind of had there was it was. There was a big panel on for both intermediate and senior, so we had kind of split up then. Um, but uh, yeah, the boys seem to be going well now. In fairness, uh, Robbie hasn't. Robbie and Ross Miller's haven't gone well there, and uh, yeah, they'll be all guns blazing for tomorrow anyway. There's a nice little blend there. So you have Robbie, of course, who has seen it all and done it all, and then Ross, you know, very. Modern guy to have, obviously, he's still playing the fucking game and he's only a chap still, really, in, in, in simple terms. But, you know, to have that little dynamic going there, that's that's obviously got to be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, like, um, it's a good mix. The boys, they seem to, two boys seem to get on well together and and uh, all the players get on well with them. So, yeah, I think it worked well for him, all right. And there's a nice little blend on, in terms of on the field as well. Sir Kavanagh's still flying at their centre back, like, and I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of lads in Michael might have felt that Kavanaugh might have been able to play a bit of a part in the senior team, but he was selector, I think, in the end. Um, so Kavanaugh's the same age as Desley. Surely, surely um, there's uh, there's 60 good minutes of him in intermediate final still. That's yeah. left in the bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plenty in him, all right. Um, yeah, I'm sure, like, you have the, the older lads on the team, the likes of Shane and uh, Kevin Foley and... Then you have Martin Clowry in a cabinet, you know, there's there's a, a good bit of experience there. All lads would have heard senior and um, a lot of uh, strength there too. And then you have some of the younger lads then, the likes of uh, uh, Michael Nolan, um, Colin Beck, uh, uh, Kieran Abbey in the goal, you know. There's a good mix of lads there and lads in between then as well. You know, so. James, would you have noticed in say the last maybe ten years the style of Michael Hurling changing? Because I kind of know a few of the younger lads. You know, I would have coached a bit of a few of them there in the last inters games development officer. I'm looking at you know some of the, the reports there. You have young Shian Harmon and Rosisco mm. and you know like James Smithers on the on the senior team. You seem to have old school traditional tidy fast small corner forwards. Um, whereas traditionally, you know, you would have been long ball, brutes of men in the full forward line. Have you have you found that the, the style has changed much? Yeah, I suppose we're in a bit of a transition, all right. Um, 
you kind of want to try and isolate them lads and uh, you know uh, let them do their thing alright and uh, it doesn't always work out that way in, in Dr. Cullen but um, yeah there's definitely more pace pace in a lot of younger lads coming through anyway um, compared to back even when we were coming through a lot of a lot of say my age group lads were kind of big, bigger men like you know and maybe not as pacey but um, yeah it, it is it's it's changing to suit the, the type of pair you have coming through all right it's a cultural thing jim it's a good point that is makes so i think there is a cultural swing in everyone in the last couple of years anyway in terms of how you're operating like you're actually not lumping the ball anymore and i think maybe would it be fair to say that results probably last year at senior level now and kind of going back to as opposed to intermediate synergy when donna won that last year like you know, there is a transition there and I felt that actually stood you in good stead in the senior championship. You were competitive in every game. Um, you know, I suppose even last week to a certain extent you were competitive, but you're not you're not far off. You're getting closer and you're doing it with a new style. So you'd have to see that as progress and it's probably something you'll probably stick with, I'd imagine. Yeah, like I suppose um we only won one match this year. It's hard to see it as progress, but at the same time, as you say, we were competitive in in every match, really. I suppose, but um, yeah, we're we're kind of we're kind of trying to get away from uh, just lumping in the aimless ball and um, pick out your man a bit better. But uh, look at it; it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a few years to get that style of playing, you Definitely. know. And actually, in fairness, like in terms of their breed as well, there's there's a big change there too. Days like and uh, the traditional game is is gone anyway. Sure, it has been for some time, and if you haven't adapted with it, like you may forget about it. But like even in terms of personnel, there's a big difference in their breed now than what there was maybe three or four years ago. Lads have moved on a little bit, so I'm sure that's something you're very cognizant over there as well. Even though you are so far away, like. Yeah, I suppose like the all stock are gone. Like the the, the my generation. I suppose, and, and a little bit um, ahead of me, we would have had serious teams there and serious, strong, big, physical, athletic men, you know. So, you know, a lot of those lads are gone. Um, looking at the team, I've, I've barely played with any of the lads, maybe Aaron and Ayrton and, um, you know, Wobbles there in the full back line are probably the, the last few lads that I played with. So the team has definitely, definitely transitioned. Um, and I... You know, I was kind of watching the the Cork and, and Kilkenny game this year and Air Sport were showing the 2003 game and it was, I watched that after it and I was just like, it's chalk and cheese, the, the, the game that's being played now. Like, when I say, you know, a long ball from Michael, it was direct ball. It wasn't just aimless ball, James. It was like long, hard, high ball in to, to, a, to a ball winner and it seemed to be like, a lot of that in the in the in the two thousand three game, you know, it's just hit it and drive it in, and you had to win your own ball. The style of hurling has completely changed, you know. The 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 the, the style we would have played, I suppose, in our day was was more of a kind of a running game with big, powerful, athletic runners like a Paddy Hickey and Mark Brennan and those guys. So it's 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 interesting to see the way things have changed and the development of the team, you know, that I see now. Um, you know, there's a lot of different guys there. And, I'm sure they're probably playing a different style of hurling than, than what we we were used to playing. Would you have thought that is in 2008 we won the senior championship that 
John Ryan wouldn't hurl first team championship until last year. It's crazy. Like I remember going around the country watching John and the, the county team. He was centre back on it. You know, I remember going out to Freshford to watch a game and he was like literally one of the best men on the field and they were playing like any. And you know, like it's it's just unbelievable to think that John you know didn't turn out to be what we all thought he could be, you know, um and that he's only getting getting into it there now. Like it's great to see him back because I think you all know like John's strengths, he would be a very, very good hurler there in amongst all those younger lads, you know. He big strong guy well able to hit the ball both sides so I uh, seen the report he came on there and I'm sure he came into the back line there and probably steadied the ship a little bit you know because um, by, by, by looking at the reports and, and the Twitter the game was fairly tight there at times so you know it's great to have it like a, like a John there to bring in Yeah there's good depth and fairness I have to say about Nairbury there's something we would have alluded to I think on the podcast a few times that you know like even the last day Jamie Dyle come on and scored a goal um, Ian Holland's coming in. You mentioned John; he's coming off the bench. I don't know why Mikey Barnberg is. He was he's been injured. Um, watch he's there as well on the bench. Like you know, that's strength that we didn't have a couple of years ago, and I think a strength that we might not had in when we won intermediate in 2017. Like so, I think what I'm trying to say is, if it was a case that everybody did get over the line and went up senior, we might be a little bit better equipped than what we would have been or could have been maybe three, four years ago. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there's a lot. Of- Looking at the, the team sheet there, there was there was a very young age profile to the team, like you know, you discount Shawnee Watcher there and, and maybe Colin and, and John, like there's a fairly young team there to, to build and, and and build on, you know, like for the rest of the, the year. Hopefully, you know, to do it tomorrow and you know, to maybe make the conscious decision to actually go up and, and give it a go at senior, like you're not gonna get better staying down there forever. It's I, I've been involved in the football side and I've been up playing senior football and when you go down into intermediate, you know, and go down those lower levels, it's it's very hard to get back up. And if you stay there too long, you know, you just don't you don't progress as much as you would if you're playing against better teams. Yeah. And I suppose Jimmy, you would have seen that with, with Biden Sound this year. Like you go back three years ago, or two or three years ago, Biden Sound were intermediate like. And they've come up now, they have a young profile to their squad with a couple of water lads at the top end. And they won three senior championship games this year, Jimmy. So, like, there's a there's a good bit of merit there in that, I suppose. Jimmy's at the freeze, lads. <laughs> I think I think Jimmy's yeah, gone. To, in fairness, we <laughs> we did we did tell Jimmy that uh, what was it? Or Jimmy told us he he had twenty minutes. So it is about twenty past now. So look, we'll we'll let Jimmy go. Um, Joe, you've been very quiet so far. Sorry. Uh, let's bring in on this one. So you were actually there last weekend. We we touched on it kind of briefly in our review um of the of the semi-finals like so where do you kind of see this one go and what direction and why um well yeah you you you've two it's going to be tight i think anyway first off um there's cases to be made for both teams to win it um i think in in the in say the semi-final um say the breed semi-final um which was very close with Manchester Rangers like we talked there about the impact of the panel and it made a, it did make a massive difference to changes that came in just to freshen it up and to, you know, to get the scores and to maybe just tighten it and tweak it a little bit. Like you mentioned, John coming in there and, you know, that was a big, I think it was Adam Dunn went off um, and John came I mean, like that's a big change because Adam's hurling so well there, but he fitted in seamlessly. So, um, so that was, a, it was good from an every point of view. I think the one thing that they were conscious of 
and it was these kind of lapses in the game that they've had. They've had a couple of bad starts to games where they found themselves, I think, against the Rangers in, in the first game, they were down six points to, to no score. I think it was eight points to three then at the water break or something, uh, playing with a win. So they'd started badly. And I think in the in the first uh, time they played uh, Michel also, the same thing happened. And even against ourselves, when we would have been the weakest of the intermediate teams there this year, like I think at the first break, there was only two or three, first water break, there's only two or three points and now look the better is comprehensive in the end but i suppose tomorrow if they give uh Nevon that foothold in the game early it's going to be a bigger mountain of time um but like i said in, in their in the semi-final uh, last weekend they, they managed to get one three on the board without reply and uh it kind of put it, it kind of stayed the ship for them um I suppose from a neighbor point of view look you're looking to their big their big name players some of them you mentioned there um, I think a key thing, I suppose, they've two, like, look, they've six, six good forwards, but they've two very good forwards that you'd be looking to for scores in, in, um, Fiat Cotul and, um, Aaron Ammond. And I think they'll need two big games in the ways. And they've been delivering all year in terms of scores, uh, when they get the ball. And I think they'll need to get them on the ball, you know, to make things happen tomorrow. Um, and I think that'll be key. Um, I think, who do you, uh, go on, yeah. Sorry, Joe. Who do you, who do you see matching up with Shane Cavanagh? Do you think Fia could play a centre forward and, and try run ragging him? Or I, think, I, uh, I, I wouldn't. Maybe... I, I think maybe Shane, well, depending, we're guessing who's going to start or whatever, but maybe even the likes of um, Shane Dooley was on the wing the last day from memory. Um, yeah. You know, they, they might try to spoil the middle, if you get me, and, and maybe have Fia Roman and, and a little bit loose and get on get on the ball That's a bit more. A, a famous Seamus, Seamus Brennan tactic he used in another 21 final. <laughs> well, put, I think the Mike like he put Barry Sheen on on Shane and put put Mark in the corner. Ah, <laughs> so right. Yeah. So well, maybe, I think, maybe they might do that again. Yeah, well, I think they might because I tell you, they you know it, it might be a plan. Like, but I suppose the thing then is, you know, is your mindset wrong then in terms of, you know, are you more wor- worried about, you know, once they're worried about their six and marking him rather than saying to taking the game to him, but. Look, it might be a sensible thing to do, but Shane is such a good reader. And in fairness, that intermediate team, and you mentioned there, and James mentioned, and you mentioned um, as well about the change in style. Like, uh, intermediate grade now, uh, you know, it's not like you said, catch and deliver, stand and deliver sort of thing. That, you know, the Michelin midfielders will be working smart and trying to get Shane loose as well. So, no matter what kind of plan or personnel start on Shane, it doesn't necessarily mean that he won't have an impact in the game. Yeah, um, like to deliver in a, in a nice slow ball into the That's it. I, 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 I think from a own point of view, uh, and you mentioned them there already, their two wing forwards are two massive ball winners there. You know, you, you Kevin Foley and Martin Clowry, and, and, and it allows the goalie then, Kieran Abbey, who was very accurate and very long with his puck out, to go direct, you know, and, and then you, you have busy players in around there. Keith Hogan, Norman plays in a centre forward. You know, um, one man who I think could be very, very key to this whole game um, and and I I I was surprised that he didn't probably make the step back up again this year in senior level was Killy McCabe. Um, now sometimes he can nominally start in at fifteen, but you know in our own group game against him he had a huge influence when he came out around the middle of the field, um, just ran the show from the middle of the field. And you you probably would have hurled against him, Des, um, yeah, or with like, him even with him and against him. You know what what yeah, type of hurler he is. Yeah, like Killian. Just, I mean, when Killian burst onto the scene, he was a few years younger than us. Like, the pace he had, like, Killian to take off on a ball and, like, there's no catching him. You're just hoping yeah. that he maybe 
technically break down or something, maybe he'd overcarry it or you know run into trouble. Like, but like he he was a fantastic person to have on your team. Like, you know, just pure pure and out and out pace. I I don't know what he's like now. I mean, guys like that tend to lose it towards the latter end of the career. So I don't know whether he he still got the blister pace or not. But I seen the report he scored one nine. Whether whether that's an accurate reflection of the the game or not, I don't know. Sometimes those score line scores will yeah. be off, but. You know, that's, well, a he, chunk of, that's, a, that's a fair chunk of scoring yeah. for Michel. Well, I'll tell, I tell you what he is now, I suppose, and I noticed it as well, um, and you mentioned there about the pace. It, when we heard him, like, right, well, he had, it was quick, you know, and he always had a good touch. It, it wasn't it wasn't for, for burning lads where he was getting the scores and picking up the ball. It was his brain. Do you know what I mean? The, the little bit of the experience that he has, um, and that could be very crucial. Um, a couple of other names there for Michel, like, they have a lot of firepower up front. And I think the name Bree backs will really be on to be on their toes. Like, you know, they have, um, uh, young Gavin Rossistico and Cheyenne Harmon, like two young guns, like that were mentioned. And both are very, very, you know, very quick. Cheyenne knows where the posts are and he's very direct as well. Um, I suppose maybe from a, from a name, from a name Bree point of view, they'll probably be targeting maybe the Michel, maybe the full back line, you know, try to get ball in there and try to turn them. Um, you know, there might be a little bit of joy, like in fairness, and just reverting back to our own experience of playing Michel when we played him this year. Um, while the Hammerders, I can't remember the scoreline, the like there was 20 something points in it in our game, in the intermediate game between Ballinkillen and Navon. But I think we hit 17 wides. So you can imagine if uh, another team, you know, was a little bit more accurate, or a bit more useful with the ball than we were on that particular day, you know, they could have racked up a, a bigger score. So th- there is joy to be got maybe in, in that back line too. Um, but it's, it's like you said, it's, 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 it's turning over, it's turning over the ball in the middle and their forwards and keeping them out of the game and trying to supply your own is going to be key. Um, yeah, I was, ki- I was kind of looking at the team sheets there. You're kind of looking at the two full forward lines and the two full back lines. And I think, I think probably that could be where it's going to be won or lost. I mean, if, if you can get the, the, the joy there, um, Looking at the Michel scoreline, you know, Shyam got three points, Martin got three, and Rosisco got one. Like, the seven points, you know, they're all scoring there. You know, Aaron Hammond got one, two, and young Jamie Dyle came in and got a, got a goal. Like, so I think the full forward line is probably key, but the game might be one out in the middle, whether they can get, you know, a good, good joy in the middle and actually get the ball into these lads and good quality ball. So while, while they might, you know, impact the results, the full forward lines. It, it might be actually the middle third who wins that battle there and who gets in the better ball to allow these lads to, to, to get their scores, you know. Yeah. There's another yeah. lad there actually I forgot to mention with, with subs coming, like Ty Roach. Ty Roach is Ty. great chap, like you know what I mean? He, yeah. he did, did all the simple things last day, Kev. He was excellent. Yeah. Um and he does keep it simple. He's very athletic as well. Like like Niall is there in the middle with Ty Tyg is has tons of hurling him like um Colin Byrne there in the middle as well for for Nay Breed. Uh, again and again reverting back to our game against them where the beat as well. Uh Colin Byrne was excellent in the middle of the field as well. Uh and was well able to take I think they scored eight or nine points from the middle of the field against us that day. So like I said, if, if Michael are coughing up space around there, I think Nave Breed will have the have the few boys to punish him, you know. So it'll be an interesting one. I will indeed. So, very times, lads, before we say goodbye to Des there. Um, I'll start with you, Des, belt away. Well, it's the 25th year anniversary of the club, so we're looking for a big win. I'm going to go with the lads. I think Aaron Hammond is going to be the, the main man there in full forward lane. He's going to bang in a couple of goals and 
bit of daylight there between the teams. I think it'll be tight, um, you know, on paper for both good sides, but got experience, you know, where, where they need it. They've got young legs as well. Lots of skill in there too. I, I, I'm going with the Nebri lads, I think. Maybe a three-point win and Aaron Ammons getting two goals to, to, to give us a bit of daylight. There we go. Joe? No sitting on the fence. Um, I will maybe just I I think I'll just say just about say um, on with Navon on this one so we'll have one on both sides this time Um, I think it'll be very close Um, why I'm going with them I just think maybe physically they might maybe dominate in key positions and um, I think they might just have a little bit more firepower up front if they get a run and and, you know I get a run on on their breed but I think it'd be really close, really, really close. So, what's, I think the, what's was, the weather conditions like tomorrow? Um, I didn't see. There was a bit of showers there this evening, Des. So, I'd say, I presume it's something the same. I think it's meant to be a little bit broken. So, yeah. So, there we go, Des. We've one question for you. Comes in from, I think it's Barry DeBowser. I don't know if it's Barry DeBowser Dial or Barry Dial out of the Arboretum. Uh, but when, when is Des making the Nairbreed return, as you can see there on screen? <laughs> Um, I don't know, lads. <laughs> I don't know. I doubt we'll be coming back at this stage now. Um, you know, I did a little bit of playing there in the North Americans for the, the Patriots, but you know, <laughs> there wasn't much juice in the tank. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, come here. I, I saw you. Well. Uh, I saw you on a stream. Was it a couple of years ago? You're playing Connor Four, so maybe yourself and Pod Jam will come back and so look. Bamberg is still hurling junior, so <laughs> who knows? That could happen, lad. Yeah, I. <laughs> I, I ended up pulling my hamstring in the, the championship in 2019 here and <laughs> I had to play at a final <laughs> with a full-blown hamstring tear. The boys put me in at the full forward lane. Ah, I got a couple of points, so it wasn't You're too happy. bad. We're happy enough. Actually, <laughs> you, you could see it a bit better earlier when there was four lads on the screen, but there was a, a sombrero on one side of your backdrop and a hurl on the mm-hmm. other. And I was saying, that's a fair accurate representation of your 20s, lad. <laughs> 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 yeah, there, there, there's, a, there's a few pictures there already where I'm wearing stupid hats. <laughs> I see. Now, listen, Des, it's great to catch up with you. We'll get you on again at yeah. some stage and mind yourself, man. Good to see you. All right. Yeah, totally enjoyed it. All the best. No Take worries. it easy. Good to see you, Des. Take care, there lad. There you go. That's Des Shaw. And now we are going to bring in Snackbox Holloway for us. How are you getting on, lad? Hello, man. How are you? Asher, flying it now. Good lad, um, We have Keen Dial as well from Bindestone Gale. So, obviously... Palatine and Vinus are playing. Keno, how are you getting on? All right, now, Kevin, yourself, lad. That's your flying it. Great, great to have you on. Uh, first question is going to Snackbox. Where did the nickname come from, lad? Oh, Jesus. An old neighbour of mine, a kind of a, a bachelor, kind of a funny guy started, and it's stuck. And I suppose I'd such soft parents, I kind of stuck. <laughs> Imagine there's some problem young lads that now to be. There'd be awful more than now I would have got wouldn't have been called a ban or just you know how anything sticks, I suppose. Were you partial to the one or two? Don Sheen, Don Sheen lives across the road from me started that lovely man, gentleman. Yeah, well it's stuck on you, so it's one of the, the most standoutish uh, nicknames I think in the whole of Carlo, maybe in the whole of Ireland as well. Probably yeah. Yeah, so um, that's the crack with you. Palatine in a, a junior hurling final. Great to see Pal in a county final. And um, what's the vibe like out there, lad? They're training. I think they started training a quarter past nine tonight after senior training. So that's the that's the kind of the case with the hurling and Pal, you know. Right. I think there's lots okay. of lads about fifty. There's a lad going out fifty. I think Dwyer's fifty, is he or fifty-one? He's going out 
limbering onto the pitch there, poor fucker, you know. Sorry the language. <laughs> you're all right, you're grand. You're not on you're not on RT now or, or any of those other stations so we'll, we'll Yeah, but that, sure. they're not too bad, I suppose. They have some bit of a chance. I think they're after winning five finals since since all one when they came back and they won the five of themselves. So I'd say like They'd definitely be giving themselves a chance, surely. But I'd say they're wary enough of Angus Centre. I think they were lucky to beat him a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. So, um, in terms of the wire, then obviously you link up fairly closely with him. You're umpire mm-hmm. for him, yeah. I do, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, and you're waiting for a long time now. Ah, sure, I suppose I I wanted to work stuck for a keeper. I was a young lad too, and wire be corner back, same kind of a prickle trying to run around in front of you, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sure, no pod for 15 years now, I think, of a pod, I suppose, now. I don't know how he's done. I'd be on to him there, who's picking the team? You're picking the team. You wouldn't be on it if you weren't picking it. But uh, he's definitely picking the team, you know. He's not telling me that. <laughs> well, Jess, uh, you'd want for a handy 20, lad. Going off home player. Yeah. <laughs> handy, yeah. I was at a match here a couple of weeks ago, actually. Les were telling me you're wanting for a handy meal, so same thing after that. <laughs> Listen, come here. I'm only calling you. Fair, fair play to you because going off umpire for 15 years is fair going. I've, I have no player too many matches, um. So that is a fair undertaking, and you're giving up a lot of time. So listen, there is a bit of practice. And you enjoy it, like sure. You get not only abuse at that crack. Sure, you nearly get as much ah, as the player. Sure. You wouldn't get too he's, much he's, abuse. He's the car. He's the car. The abuse. Pod gets sure. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, he's with the guns yeah. off him now at this stage. But uh, yeah, actually, you do a bit, I suppose. But sure, once you're fairly right, you won't get any abuse, don't you? Yeah. At the higher yeah. level, lads, anyway, there doesn't be any abuse really towards yeah. it. Just maybe the junior games would be harder ref than an inter county game, you know. And are you kicking ball this year or what story? I went to a junior C game in Fenn about seven or eight weeks ago. Brian Farrell collected me and said, Come on out and watch this in the 14. So that was. There's only one man going to be standing in the goal. I like to play in goal and pair of trousers. So. Hey, sweet, it? it wasn't too long ago you were saving penalties in senior football semi-finals with your first touch on the field of play, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it, sure, it hits you, it kind of stays out, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it hits you, it stays out. Simple as that. I wouldn't say I was saving them, no. It's probably a bad strike more than me saving Ah, just give yourself a big credit, lad. Give yourself a big <laughs> credit. So, look, that's the story. Uh, Kino, how are you keeping, lad? That's fine, all right, no, not too bad. Um, over last weekend yet, or still kind of a touchy subject? Ah, so you know yourself, tough, tough one to take, Ari. Sure. I presume if you're to look at the bigger picture, I'd say it's improvement to last year. But then again, after winning the first three games on a bounce there, and kind of just losing last week the way we did, I think in terms of ourselves, it's it is it's a tough one to take. I'm to be honest. Yeah, because look, you have made so much progress this year, and we've only been talking about it before you come on there in terms of the progress you made over the last two or three years. But like, it was a it was a funny sort of a game last week. Um, Bowser Dial was fairly strong on it anyway. He reckons that you know the the penalty decision kind of changed the whole course of it. Like there was only a poker ball in it up until that point. But how did you see the game as a whole yourself, and what was it like to play in? Aster, it was. Kind of looking back on it, all right. You'd kind of you'd you'd pick up on things, all right. But um, in terms of playing, all right, it was, it was there was some pace to it now, all right. It was it was probably the quick in terms of pace and intensity wise, it was probably the quickest we've played all year. And um, but sure, Saint Mullins at Hurlwich anyway. You know that going in, they'll they'll go for sixty sixty five minutes with you. They'll they'll hurl away, but. I think they, they did. They, 
did deserve it there last Sunday in fairness. Their their main men stood up to the fore there, Mouse and James especially really really drove them on when they kind of needed it and the goals and they were involved in all the goals they got in fairness and we can have no complaints there, we just have to kind of regroup and go again again next year. I thought you actually did fairly well on Mouse and we were saying it on the podcast there on Monday. Um you know, in fairness to you, because like, that's not an easy job yeah. for anyone. Um, no, you obviously, no, you obviously no, enjoyed the, the task over the, over the 60. Ah, yeah, it was grand now, in fairness. Most, in fairness, is, he's probably one of the best we're going to come up against anyway, especially here in Carlo. Like, he's he's a handful for the best of players around. Like, so I kind of knew going in anyway, I'd have, I'd be tasked with him all right. So it was kind of preparing yourself during the week, putting yourself in situations with him, like, kind of, but sure. That kind of all goes out the window then when you go onto the pitch with him. Sure, the man could do absolutely anything. So that's he's he's a different different kettle of fish, sorry. Yeah, but like, look, that's that's long and short of it. One's are true from or true to the final, as we know. But yeah. like big big learnings, big experience, big progression, and you're carrying a good bit in, which is next year. You know what I mean? Like you were competitive last year in games, but you were. You know, sometimes the margins weren't great. This year, you win three, so it's an upward trajectory, ah, that's and it, it can only be good, like you know. Yeah, it's not. It's not all doom and gloom, like you know. It's it's kind of we have to take it on the chin now and kind of move forward into next year. We, like you said, we didn't win a game last year. Won three on the bounce this year. I'd say if you had to give that to us after the Michael game last year, losing to them, we would have snapped your hand off and getting to a semi final then and being in the game for. I watched for 45, 50 minutes, kind of the last 10, they really pulled away. So we kind of, we know ourselves now, we have to just regroup now and we know the level we have to get to if we want to progress to a senior final now. So that's it, really. Yep. So what's these juniors like? Talk to us about the, the junior side. Oh, Liam Galway is doing a lot of scoring. But, Galway, uh, yeah. Galway is hurting the mail now, in fairness, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, sure you have, it'll be... It's hard to know, to know, to be honest. They got the two finals there the last couple of years and they lost the two of them. But um, there this year, all right, there seems to be a bit of a buzz around it. Like they're, they're all training there in fairness. And they we're training there now tonight as well, all right. I was over at a bit of it and the big numbers again. And they're, they are, they're, they're fairly confident going in now. But I know they lost the pal there a couple of weeks ago. I wasn't out at it myself, but I, from talking to them, all right, there was, they won't. They're fairly not confident, I'd say, but they'd be they'd be expecting better things compared to the last the last game again, pal. Yeah, and like I mean, from from the point of view of the, the one thing I just sort of gathering there so far, and the difference between the two clubs is like snack boxes after saying the boys are only going to train a quarter past nine. Find a sound after doing their training and have a finish. Like, isn't it mad the way the priorities are so differently? Oh, sure, that's it. Like, but pal, it's obviously working for pal. They're winning their. Their finals, like Self said there the last couple of years, they know how to win a junior final. I co- I actually don't know when the last time our lads not I don't think anyone in the group at the minute has a junior final or a junior medal. So Pal know how to do it. It's kind of it's unknown territory for, for our lads. They're gonna have to I suppose prove to themselves that they're and that they're able to win. But they do they do have the players alright. They're the fierce Good hurling team there, the likes of Galway, you have Alan Whelan there playing full forward. Then you have the experience of Dotsy is back as well. So they kind of they're gelling well together. So hopefully now Sunday they get over the line. But then again, 
it's it's hard to know too. It'd be tight, I think. Snackbox, this is an honest question now, and I don't mean it. It might sound a little bit cynical, but like, is this is the Hurling Junior Final a bit of an inconvenience for Palatine? Because obviously, well, hope, like, be honest, sorry, with Kev, the lads not playing Hurling is a big inconvenience, definitely. But uh, I suppose that the senior footballers who will be playing Hurling like would want to win this too, but. Then you'd have lads who wouldn't have committed to the hurling to be saying that fucking hurling like but uh of course that's very hard to change that in the club. But uh no, uh, they'll want to they'll definitely want to win the lads involved, there's no doubt about that. But um it'd be uh, sure, it's just it'd be for senior football at all, but as long as I'm watching it come first there, I'm sure that they haven't trained it. They've done bits of training, but it's cashing the football the whole time, you know. So. And like there was kind of rumours going around that Paul were kind of considering maybe going with underage hurling. Or is there any truth in that? Like, and and how much like that? That's a kind of a contradiction in terms of what we may be hearing then with prioritisation and stuff. So, are we in unison with what we want, what we trying or what we want to do? I suppose in terms of trying to get underage hurling into the club, if that is true. I didn't hear anything about that, no, Kevin. But it's, oh, you're sacked. <laughs> They've only one, only one pitch up there as well. I said it's really unlikely. No, there's, well, I wouldn't. Know. I think a lot of the younger crowd play with Satanta there in Carroll Down, fair and so. Yeah, but wouldn't it wouldn't it be great though? Like, and I mean, if the format stays the same, snack with the uh, one play before the other, like if they do rotate it year to year and football is first and hurling is second and vice versa, um, like surely that can only be a good thing. Do you know what I mean? Because there's time to play both codes then. Whereas in other years, like you may, you might understand a bit more if lads were getting a bit touchy about. Hurling in the middle of football and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm definitely make it a bit easier, Kevin. Alright, but I uh, couldn't see them starting to train hurling before football championship. I couldn't see it anyway. Be honest, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It's great that the Santa crowd and Carlo Town crowd take them in early and they come out to us then for the junior. You know, it's. I'd say, yeah. I'd, I'd say, um, I'd say that's uh, a touchy enough subject because I know there was a couple of transfers maybe over the last couple of years, kind of blocked, and I kind of understand that from both sides, if I'm honest, like because. The lads want mm. to keep them hurling in the club and then all of a sudden they might want to play hurling with the lads that they're playing football way out in Pal and it's an awkward one, isn't it? Yeah, it's not simple at all. No, no it's not simple. But um, no, I think there's some good underage hurling teams in that Carlow Town, isn't there? I mean, yeah, winning under 15 final and under 15A final there and stuff, you know, it's, it is. I think there's five or six Palatine chaps involved in that there, I think so. But. Yeah. And um, come here. Who are we looking out for then in this junior final for Palatine? Cot- Ryan used to hurl with Nair Breed now, and I know a bit about Cottle. He was, he was very good when he was with us. Um, Cottle who- Ryan. He's from Phoenix. Oh, Cottle Ryan is well able. Oh, surely, surely. But Charlene Kenny and Goal like, probably should be out the field. But there's no high balls to drop into the net, at least, or anything like that would mean. So, hopefully. And it's all hopefully. the usual suspects that have been there, I suppose, for the last 10 years, coupled with the likes of Shane O'Neill and stuff that have obviously come in in the last year or two. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of, lots of lads that are not playing that would have won all of them as well if they're not the older lads, maybe. John and Paul Reid are not playing anymore. And she'd still have Gavin Farrell, the usual lads. Now, oh, McMahon is still a good hurler in fairness. So he's nearly drawn to pension as well, but he's still a good level of score in fairness. So. I, I have his hurling me shed. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure not. Well, we have a man who's right. Who's the man, are we? <laughs> uh, Keno's gone. I'll try to get him back in here now in a second, but. Uh, yeah, so uh, Joe, Joe has a, a hurl from her. I'd say, I know Keno's back here, I think. Come on, Keno, you're back yeah, with us here. Yeah. Um, you know, we were just saying there, Joe, uh, Joe is someone that takes hurls. He's nearly every club in Carlo kind of oh. sort of this stage. But uh, 
Um, let's, go, let's go back to, to Bangerstown Gales then. So you, you mentioned a couple of the lads, uh, Keen. Uh, Morty Cummins, is he still fitting well? And Bitty Gagan, because they were obviously playing a part in the championship and playing a good part in the championship. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the two boys are back, all right. And sure, there's Ron Minchin is in the mix there now as well. So you kind of, they have three fairly experienced boys that were the six backs there. So there's kind of, there's a good kind of blend to the team. There's a mix of youth there and there's a couple of the older lads who've been around the senior teams there since just as long as I can remember anyway. So they they'll, they will. They'll be a big help, all right. Bitty is hurling, well, he's hurling centre back all year there and the couple of games I've seen, he's, He's kind of only getting better there, game and as the games go, like yeah. So obviously, look, we're we're at verdict time because coming up on the stream, we are going to show some um, pre senior hurling final interviews. Uh, we didn't get to do any junior ones, unfortunately. Sorry, lads. Um, I wouldn't be able to make it out to Paladine at quarter past nine on a Friday night when the show is going on live <laughs> at this time. But here, hold on, we have a comment in actually that you'll like. Mister John Reed's been in touch there. He says, "Go on the snack." <laughs> John was actually. We hurled against John several times. He is a very hard man to stop. Like he's such strong, direct yeah. running. You know what I mean? Actually, a brilliant ground hurler. There wasn't he? He couldn't. He used to hit it like a stone. He used to stone the ball. He couldn't strike it. He yeah. stoned it. Kind of when he was, was hard on it, it was a hop. Like it wasn't the the ball due to the hurl solo. He literally used to tap it up like that. And that that's, that's couldn't hard. get in a flick either because he was actually so quick and elusive. Like you know. But yeah. look, we're getting there. We're getting there. Verdict time. Stack. Who's winning this one? I'm sure Paller at Paller find it fairly unbeatable in these finals, aren't they? We couldn't see the same <laughs> They beat Bangalstown, I'd say. What year did they be? 2017, they beat Bangalstown in the junior final. That's 2017, yeah. Uh, oh, sure, Pal, I'd say Palby. Surely Pal could rack up a big score. Palby, seven or eight, surely. Uh, if it's a wet day, if it's a wet day, Kev, we're in trouble. We're big are Bangalstown Bang Bang not going to score? Is it going to be seven points to no score? Big score, no, if the... It's hard to know, but if it's a wet day, we're in big trouble, Kev. That's the joys of Pan Hurling because they keep a strike on a wet day, you know. You must have the handicap covered in Paddy Power anyway, I'd say. <laughs> I wish it was that easy, Joe. I wish it was that easy. Right, Keno, step up. That's right, I'm going to go away. Our lads there, Bangerstone, I think. I think if I went the other way, I probably wouldn't be able to step foot into the park again. So, no, no, I think, I think uh, the bike is. It's finally after coming and I think I think it'll be a tight game now I do I don't I can't see if Bangerstown do win I can't see them running away with it anyway that's that's for sure I think Pal will be right in it up to the last poke of the ball even so I'd say Bangerstown by two points three points max Alright Joe I'm going to have to go I'm going to have to go with Keane I'm going to have to go against some of me old students and and friends out in Pal and Furnace. I, I just think Bagnestown might have a little bit more hurling, literally hurling on. I think uh, maybe bite on by some of their under twenties as well that won the championship. Um some of them be looking to, to win a double to get two championships under the belt. And I think maybe that little bit of extra experience and that you mentioned there across across their team might just get them across the line. Um and I actually think the weather conditions while some lads I think the wet conditions might even things up or whatever, you know, I, I think if you're maybe the more technically proficient hurlers might, you know, might prevail. And I think maybe just a little bit more hurling that the Bagginstown Gales lads have done might just get them across the line. But it'll be a very tight game. I think it'll be, I think it'll, like what Keane said, I think it'll only be a poking of a ball between the two of them, but just, just about shaded for, 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 for uh, Bagginstown. Right. So there we go. And listen, before I let you go, lads, uh, 
Kino, I've a kind of a funny story, but a, a kind of a half public apology all in one, right? So we were out <laughs> three or four years ago playing a minor hurling championship quarter final, and you were centre back for the town anyway. And I can't remember which one of our lads it was, but you absolutely half them. And Gladney's all fired <laughs> up on the sideline. And uh, I lost the mind as well. And I, I, I let her roar too. I said, you fuck back to your soccer. And I don't know if it was <laughs> oh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know if it was you or Robbie came, but quick as a flash, you fuck back to your commentaries. <laughs> it was Robbie. It was Robbie, yeah. <laughs> he absolutely Robbie. sick of me, I have to say. Now, look, I regret shouting things like that at Chaps no, anyway no. in a minor game. But... Um, yeah, all in the heat at the moment. It was it was no, quite funny to look back on. But uh, public apology there now, no, Kino. Yes, all right, no. them things happen to everyone. All right, <laughs> so listen, one one last thing. Look, one very final thing before I do let's talk. What's the story with the soccer team? Like, is it literally jacked in now and that's that, or is there a kind of a, a thought process that you might go back at it, like, or what's going on? Oh no, I I, I can't see it now. To be honest, it's Kevin. Um, I'm kind of into the hurling of football now. I suppose well, football now. I mean, it's Ireland's over, but I think the be oh, I see I see myself going back, but sure. See, see what happens to you. Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah, yeah. Come here, exactly, lads. Yeah. Thanks a million to both of you for coming on. We're looking forward to the junior final on Sunday, which is at one fifteen. Now we're informed according to the Carajia Twitter page. So, uh, the very best luck to Pal. The very best luck to Bindersown and Snackbox and Kino. Thanks for coming on. All right. Take care, man. Cheers, Good luck. There we go. So, just back to the two of us again, Joe. Um, as we mentioned, we do have some. They're actually post-match interviews from the last day, but they kind of tie in a little bit to previews in terms of Sunday as well like one of them is a little bit dated now I won't uh, lie because we did speak to Niall O'Donnell and Kevin Keogh and at the time we didn't know who was going to win the, se- the second semi-final but when we hear from Conor Phelan and Dennis Murphy we obviously know Rangers are playing set one so just for our viewers and listeners to keep that in mind but we'll start here with Kevin Keogh Kevin Keogh Sam Mullins back into a senior hurling final there was a lot of lads writing off a month ago or so uh, you've bounced back well you've hit form at the right time tough battle out there but uh, all that matters is that you're in the final. Yeah, yeah, look, we're, we're delighted. It's obviously the place we want to be at the end of the year. Like, semi-finals, they're, they're not easy one. They're, they're nearly the hardest games to win. And uh, fair play to the zone, like, geez, they've, they've come on a long, awful lot like, in the last few years. And it was a tough battle out there today. I think a lot of the time we kind of give up forwards not taking chances. But I think on both sides today, especially in the first half, defensive play was to the fore. Like, and I'd say no more so you would have saw that yourself straight in front of you with Paul and the lads doing ever so well. And it wasn't until kind of the last quarter that the game opened up a little bit. But super defending has to be said. Oh, from, yeah, from both sides. Like, it's, it's very difficult to get scores away. It was tight. A lot of running. Um, but just have to, have to be happy with the boys. Like, you know, they stuck, they stuck tight. Just the little touches always make the difference. And we got the touches right today, thankfully. Definitely. And... I suppose, I know we're born a cliche, goals do win games, but you got one just before the water break, you got one after the water break, and that really kind of turned the tide in your favour, it felt. Yeah, yeah, as I said, it was such a tight game, there was only a point or two in it the whole way through, just tip for tat, um, and whoever got the goals was obviously going to get that get that extra leap forward, like, um, just turned out that was like, Bankinson could have had two in the, in the first half, only for uh, defending, like, great defending, Gary, Gary Bennett off the line there, and like, Paul Dyle had another great touch, like, so... It just swings around about the way it goes, like, you know, we got the goals in today. Did you get nervous at all? You made a great save from Jake Dyle, and then obviously Keelan got the, the rebound and put in the net. At that point, were you a little bit nervous, or what was going through the head? No, no, like, you, yeah, the Frankenstein were coming strong that time, all right, like, and, um, you know, it's disappointing when you when you do make the saves and, and the rebound goes in, but, you know, I, 
confidence in the lads in front of you and, and the lads up further the field, like, you know, we, if, we hold, if we hold our own, we, we'll get there. Like. Absolutely. Well, listen, Ken, well done. Uh, of course, we do know we'll be Meisler Rangers. When this goes out, it won't really matter, but uh, either way, you're in for a battle and you know that. Oh, look, it's never easy. It's never easy. That, like, that's it. The, hard, the hardest thing is, is when you're on championship, like, and, you know, whoever it is in front of us, we just have to go out and, uh, and take them on, like, and hopefully next Sunday we'll, we'll do the business. Well done, Kevin, and best luck next Sunday, alright? There you go, that's Kevin Keogh, and now we're going to hear from Nile O'Donnell. Well, Don, Sam Mullins back in a Carlos Senior Hurling Championship final, you must be delighted. Oh, happy out, That's, that was the goal at the start of the year, you know. Um, when we came together, it's great to be back hurling. It's a better championship this year than last year with the COVID situation. It, it still has its, um, you know, problems with people, and, you know, you're signing forms and uh, no dressing room, that's difficult, but... Uh, our target was to get to the final. We're there, so we have to be happy with that. Do you feel that the second half against Rangers has proven to be a turning point in this season and getting back to a final? Yeah, look, it's not so much the, the second half against Rangers. It's in the league championship, I don't get too bothered about the league championship. Uh, it's knockout. It's really today is when Sam Mullins turn up to knockout the championship. But uh, there was good and bad in our four matches. Like we, In all parts of it, look, everyone knows about the disaster. We were blown off the pitch. In the first quarter against Rangers, they were they were very good, and they were very hot, but uh, we just stayed in it. We knew our job to do match by match, the same as we, we'll take next week, whoever we're playing next week, and, and we'll do our best. You're saying to Kevin Keogh there that it's often the case that we give up with forwards for not taking chances and stuff, and fair enough, maybe you did have a few ways in the first half. But we have to give great credit to the defensive play on both sides, which I thought was very good, and it wasn't until kind of the last quarter that things opened a little bit. Yeah, look, it, it was a very, very tough match. Like, uh, And you'd say defences were on top because there's only three points in play in the first half. You'd rarely see that in a senior hurling match. Um, but it was because of the intensity being applied by the backs. So, um, yeah, I wasn't surprised. I, I, I knew going in at halftime it was going to open up because the players have to get tired. And when they get tired, opportunities come. And look, in fairness, I thought we worked the goal very well. And... Like Marty, look, he stuck the penalty. There's no better man to be taking a penalty. You know? Just in terms of the goal, as you said, it was taken well. It was super team play. And Paddy obviously had a point to prove. He came on. 1-1 one, one or 1-2, one, I think, maybe. 1-2 one, one, from Blair, yeah. He did, yeah. No, he, he played very well, in fairness. He, he took his chance. But, look, we've said that. We have a strong panel this year. And we, we said we're, we're, we're trying to be fair to everyone. We can only play 15. Paddy actually missed the week's training. He had a broken bone in the back of his hand, a small break. So that probably pushed him into the subs. Um, but look, he took his chance. And like we took other people. Look, I thought John Doran did an exceptional job for us. Centre forward. And we took him off in the end because just, you know, there's other people there to go on to help us to get over the line. Um, and that's, that's, that's great. That's what we want. Lastly, obviously, Seamus played a few minutes too. So these are the headaches you want going into a county final. If you're in no county final and you had headaches, you'd be a lot worse. That's for sure. No, look, we're, we're happy to be where we are do our best and we'll, we'll try and do the club proud and hopefully get a bit of luck on our side on the day you don't know the very best of luck and thanks for having a chat with us here alright so there you have it that's Niall O'Donnell the St Mullins Senior Hurling Manager now we're going to hear from Conor Phelan the Rangers Manager and Dennis Murphy alright we have Conor Phelan and Dennis Murphy Monaster the Rangers back in a county final uh, Conor well done um, job done I suppose 10 points to spare in the end how did you see it yeah sure uh, obviously semi-finals are there to be won and performance uh, at times patchy at times as well but we asked the lads in tough conditions to, to kind of uh, to work hard and, and 
that keep us working over and we did like so um, that's all you can ask for uh, but I suppose I've needed points in the end so uh, again in tough conditions um, that's all we ask for lads and to get into this county final is it was our ambition today and our goal today and we, we got there we got a decent enough performance but um, but uh, county finals next weekend and, and, and uh, just delighted to be out. Dennis, there's all kinds of retirement rumours at the start of the year. You're here and you're in another county final. Um, I'd say they're put to bed. Was there any truth in the rumours? And if so, how happy are you now to be back and back in the final? Yeah, look, it's, it is going to be the last year for me. Um, I wasn't going to come back this year, to be honest, but a few of the lads, kind of management, spoke to me and asked me to come back. Thought, thought maybe I could give more, a bit more for one more year. So I'm, I'm delighted I'm here. I'm delighted I've, I've one more county final to look forward to. That'll be it then. It's just... Unfortunately, the body, the, the recruitment of, of, of injuries and, and the knees and stuff, it's just it's not, it's not feasible to keep going and keep going. So one last round, Ho- hopefully we can, we can get over the line once more. So you're hoping to write Rangers' version of the last dance, I suppose. <laughs> I wouldn't quite go that far now. Um, look, it's, I've, I've, I've been enjoying my hurling. I've, I've been lucky enough to be part of a great team, great club. We've been lucky enough to win a lot, a, a lot during my career. So I've been very, very lucky and hopefully we can add one more. Connor, these meetings between yourselves and St Mullins, they're um, they're not rare anyway, especially on county final day. Um, do you expect this one to be much different? No, I don't think so. And I suppose the last uh, number of years has been nipping tough between between both teams, and uh, I suppose it's just uh, it's trying, again uh, for us is we're just trying to get a performance, and hopefully if we can get a performance, we can be competitive and and there and and obviously um, like you know we've got a decent squad now. We're up getting a squad together, and that's what we, that's what we need. And, and opportunities and, and plenty of options in different positions, different lines. Um, so hopefully we, we can be competitive and uh, and they obviously have proven today. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, looking forward to the championship. Last question, Dennis. Um, I know you a long time. You've always been chilled, right? And I suppose in the back of your mind you said this probably is going to be your last year. So are you enjoying every moment of it, even if some of those moments aren't positive? Like you've always taken it in your stride, you've always been so chilled. And I remember having this conversation with you, whether it's Crow Park, whether it's Doctor Cullen Park, whether it's Blow and Boris. They're just then as simple as that. Like you, the the mindset doesn't change, which is a great quality to have. But like, is there anything in the back of your head this year that's a little bit different, knowing that it's going to probably be the last year? Um, not really, to be honest. I, like you said, I, I do tend to take most things kind of in my stride as I'm going, and I've generally been quite like I don't really feel much pressure. I don't feel anything extra that I have to deliver anymore because it's my last game or anything like that. But Look, I, I try and I try and contribute as much as I can to the team. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's all about trying trying to get Rangers over the line. And St. Mullins are going to put up a huge task. We know we know the qualities they have. We know they've probably between ourselves and them over the last 10, 12 years. It's it's been nipping tough all the time, and we know it's going to be a massive battle again uh, next week. So, hopefully, hopefully for our sake, we can go over the line. But it's going to be a massive task. Um, personally, I'd love to finish on a high, but that's not the way sport always works. It was, you have to earn it. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see where we end up next. Listen, lads, the very best luck to both of you, and thanks for having a chat with us, all right? All right, so there you have it. That, of course, was uh, Dennis Murphy and Connor Phelan. Um, we have a few more vocals to bring in. Joe's screen is black there at the moment. We'll try to get back in. All right, that's not working out too well. We have James Hickey. How are you getting on? How are you going, Kevin? Ah, you're flying it, lad, yourself. <laughs> yeah, all good, thanks, yeah. Where to go? County final fever? Yeah, county final, county final weekend is always a big weekend, you know. It's um, it's great to be here again, I suppose. Look, it's our well, 15 final in 16 years. Um, I suppose it's uh, 
they get better every time, you know. Um, we definitely don't we don't lose the run of ourselves or disregard them. Um, everyone is as good as the last, and that's the way it should be. You know, all we want to do is keep adding titles on the board and, you know, let history take care of itself, you know. And we have a group of players there that consistently do that, consistently keep coming back. I think the history books over the last 15 years will speak for themselves and, and the group of people that have represented the jersey. And um, they always do that and give the best account of themselves. Uh, we've had good days and bad days, but we'll always keep coming back, and that's the main thing. Absolutely. Pat Cody, how are you keeping? Very good, Kevin. Yeah, how's it going, James? How are you, Pat? How are you going, boy? Good, boy, good. You've made some adjustments from the last time. We can actually see you for a change anyway, and we can hear you as well. So hopefully that remains the same, because we don't want you looking like Stevie Barnberg off crime call. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, you have to keep the, get the old, up-to-date with the old technology, Kevin, you know. I always thought you were a whiz kid anyway, lad. But anyway, you're a wizard with a hurl, that's for sure. I'm going to try to bring Joe back in. Um, there we go. You're back with us, Joe. Uh, How are you, Joe? Well, man. How are you? Good, thanks, Coach. Yeah. So, Pat, what's, um, we, we've got uh, we've touched on County Final Fever briefly there with, with James, but what's things like Blow in Bahana and uh, the wider area of St. Mullins? Sure. Yeah, just I suppose the same as what James says, um, we'll be lucky enough, and I sometimes. I think people uh, might think we, we take it for granted as well. Like, you know, in, in Carlo, it's such a small hurl community. And sometimes, I suppose, you get the opportunity uh, to be in a fight more often than other clubs in other counties. But, uh, yeah, it's the best week of the year, always, county final week. And, and uh, you can see the old buzz around the place. I was up in the field there this evening. The boys are putting their, I suppose, the final touches uh, to what their preparations for Sunday. And, Going through the drills, and I have to say, I thought they were looking very sharp. I was very impressed with the ball working, they were snapping balls in the hands. Uh, but uh, uh, even with the few little little lads running around the place with the hurdles, and, and uh, you, I suppose there was a few spectators there as well. It just adds a little bit extra to it, you know. You know, it's a bit more um, on the line now this week, and uh, so you know, we're glad to be there. Uh, missed out on it last year, so. Um, you know, we're back there. Hopefully, things are a little far away for, for... Oh, on Sunday. So, you know, big day. So, James, what's the story with you at the weekend? Is Great Man out or is that the following weekend? No, that's the following weekend, yeah. All right, okay. So, you can really concentrate on it and, and take it in and, you know, enjoy the weekend, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, it's it's great to enjoy him. And sure, I suppose, being truthful about it, I think that... Um, if you look at Rangers and St. Mullins, I suppose historically over the last 11 years, I suppose, to share five titles each during the last decade, um, they won 10, we won three in a row, they won three in a row, then we won a couple, they won one, and then we started this decade. But like over the last 11 years, it's been 6-5 to us, so that'll tell you how close this thing is, Sunday. And I think, um, I suppose... Even when we probably started hurling, and I'd say Pat will agree with me on this, like we were kind of... The new kids on the block, St. Mullins, as we know, always had history. Like, there's there's no doubt about that. But I think what the two clubs have done over the last 10 years, I think two clubs deserve great credit. Um, there's a great mutual respect there now, I think, between both clubs. That um, And we've seen that, I think, when we went on the Leinster final run and when St. Mullins went on their Leinster final run, I think both clubs really got in behind each other. And look, no one will want to leave Dr. Cullen Sunday without that cup. But at the same time, these two clubs are great ambassadors, you know, the players especially for 
for all that's good about hurling and the resolve and the will to show to keep coming back year after year after year and producing such great players, both clubs. And that's in no disregard to any other clubs. It's great to see Bagnestown coming this year. Ballinkillen were hit by a lot of injuries. But Carlo Hurling is, I think, getting stronger again. But um, just on St. Mullins and Rangers, I know Sunday's there today, and I just think over the last 10 years it's been phenomenal what the two clubs have achieved. Yeah, definitely. Pat, jump in. I, well, sure. I, I, I endorse what James says there, um, and he, he, I'd say he'd agree with me. Like it's an art rivalry, uh, and not yeah. like, and, 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 like yeah. the, the, there'll be no quarter asked or given on Sunday, and um, but like I, uh, everyone is from such a small area, and sure, there's, there's cousins marking each other, there'll be cousins playing against each other on Sunday, and uh, I, th- I think it's, I think for such a small little par- small little nick in the woods. I suppose you go from Palm Mountain down in St. Mullins up to uh, Ballinry Cross and up to Slake Off Bridge. There, there's there's uh, an amount of hurling that's been done there in that little area. And uh, like, I know where I'm based myself, obviously down in, in primary school in Boris, and having plenty of the boys that are going to lay out on Sunday, uh, go through the school. Um, you can see, you can just see how much it means to the place, like you know, and how much it means to all the, the human that's coming up along, up along through the generations. Um, like, it'd be blood and blood and, and sweat flying on Sunday. That'll uh, only be in the stand. That'll only be in the stand, huh? <laughs> on the far bank, but but you'll see, you will, you'll see the same fellas then. Um, walking up the street of Boris or playing a game of golf up the golf course, you know, from both clubs. And uh, you know, then they line up. Hopefully, you know when when time comes to put on the Carlow jersey again, because you know the Carlow team is backbone by the two clubs. It has been for the last ten years. So you know, from for for both clubs to be able to produce the hurlers they produced over the last uh, ten, fifteen years, and for Carlow to, I suppose, have have reached the heights they've reached. Uh, you know, and but. There's no point in you know the stats are there the, the players that backbone team have been from both clubs so you know with with, with the support of, of, of you know the things from and and uh, every you know the two clubs are, are the mainstays of the, of the county at the moment and hopefully they'll be able to produce a good one on on, uh, on Sunday with the, the national media focused on on Dr Colin Park on Sunday. Which is brilliant, you know, we've we've touched on that already, but the question I'd like to ask, lads, and I'll let both of you answer it in your opinion, apart from proximity, what is the makings of this rivalry? Proximity. <laughs> I don't think that you could say anything else. It's, it's just a, a case of, um, look, they're, they're so, it's relations on both teams, like this, this families intertwined in both teams. Um, Kevin McDonald, there, his father, I won county medals with his father, John, and John then uh, trained on Mr. Rangers and trained ourselves back in, in, my, you know, in later years in St. Mullins. So, you know, that's basically what it is. You know, they're, we're right on top of each other. And, uh, you know, it would have been the case where um, Bal Murphy, as a Harlan club, uh, previous to the foundation of Mr. Rangers, were, were so, so close. Uh, to winning their own senior hurling championship, you know, and uh, their last two, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the last two finals were against St. Mullins, 
in 84. So, you know, you have then the foundation of Onester Rangers and like, um, and James will tell you, uh, there, it had its teething problems as well because there would have been, there would have been a lot of opposition in, in, in the parish, I suppose, and, and I suppose mostly in the Murphy side because Matt Murphy was a strong hurling club at the time. Um, but people, people in the parish saw that there was strength in numbers and like the, that, that, that if the game needs to be moved forward in the area and in the parish, that had to be an all parish parish team and and that's the way it's turned out. You know, it, it, those people have been proved proved right in their in their decision. And unfortunately, from our point of view, we were we were on the, the receiving end of it. But um, you know, that's that's the way it is. It's it's really just that we, we familiar like the only old saying familiarity breeds contempt. And I won't say it's contempt, but it's, it's a serious rivalry. And and there'll be rows and there'll be this that everything. But I think. As the years have come on, even though you know the rows will be there, you have to there's that begrudging rivalry, that begrudging respect will always come out at the very end. Like like James mentioned about the run, the the club championship runs. Um, as I said, we were we were. It's, it's a funny way. A begrudging a respect for what happened that time uh, for the lads in 2013. Um, I was in row part at sitting beside uh, Pat Mosey and. Warm your head off at at, at, uh, at in the All Ireland final. I remember having a row with with older supporters behind me above in Northern Park at the national final. But I remember uh, I remember well the crowd they had beaten. I think they had beaten in the semi final. They beat the Kilkenny champions in the semi final, and they thought they were going to walk the final. And um, when it became obvious that Monash Rangers were going to win the win the final and they were going to win out of the day. I could hear uh, in the, 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 the row of seats behind me and uh, Charlie Byrne from down James and Noel and Joel Noel was sitting beside me and the other lads were saying, there they are now, they're forbidden the best team and they're losing to this shower. So I, I remember I just stood up and be seated in front of him and I turned around to him and said, you did bait the lads, best team in, the best team out there, the best team in out there, you know, and uh, they're, they're baiting you, like, you know, and I, I, I would never let it be said that or let anyone put down a Carlo team. Uh, and I suppose, I won't say I was a Rangers man, but I was close to one that day, you know. And uh, I remember being on the field um, and speaking to Rangers people, and I said I was glad to be there to witness it. And I remember there had been a kind of a, a thing in the media at the time as well about um, the Cork lads were kind of saying, you know, there were there's someone on Cork, and Edward Cody had been mentioned something about, you know, Putting down Carol Hurling and um, uh, the Cork chairman said something like the Carolines want to be mind themselves. A Carolman criticizing the Cork Hurling was like something like uh, I don't know someone giving out about Pavarotti singing or something. And I said, well, I remember I I got Colin Keys from the Irish Independent on the field. I said, tell that fucker down in Cork. The fat lady is singing tonight, and it, it, it was with a Carlo accent. Like you know, I wasn't one bit happy with him. Like you know, so we're very proud. Great uh, rivals, but um, you know, at the end of the day, what, what's after happening in the last couple of years uh, with, with Rangers, St. Ones and Carlo, where we will stand proud and we'll, we'll fight hard someday, uh, and that's the way it should be. Uh, I, th- I think just on, on that, lads, uh, when you were mentioned there, Pat, about uh, as an outsider, between obviously between the two is, uh, but 
I actually, I, I always think back at the words, actually, James, you spoke to me up in Selbridge uh, when you won the intermediate Leinster title. I remember being on the pitch, I was doing the old video with Brendan Joyce. And I keep harping back to it. And you said, like, rather than praising up all the training that you did, well, you did, like, talk about your own individual efforts, but you, you actually said it, and I thought it was a lovely point, that you said you, you, you wouldn't have been there without the, the intensity of the games that you got in Carlow. And I think... I, I think that was that was lovely to hear, you know what I mean? And it was lovely, like you said, it was that that respect there that the that the games that you got in the, in the club championship and all the way up and maybe previous years as well had stood to you. And uh, I think there is that I think there is that respect between the clubs, and you know it, it's brilliant to see. And, and just just going back to honour point there, I, I don't we obviously don't have huge, uh, I suppose, unfortunately, have huge um, experience of the weekends of you know the senior finals in Ballinkillen, but. Just thinking back on last year and as a community, obviously very fresh in our heads. And it was just amazing. And it's actually, the match is one of the things that maybe I'm trying to forget or maybe I, I just don't remember or whatever, for obvious reasons, the final, the way it went. But that whole weekend, I remember one thing that will actually stand in my mind as the highlight of the whole week was actually putting up bunting in Ballinkillen for a day and going up and eat, eating ice cream in Paddy Brennan's house and Paddy been. Paddy and been like nearly like a child talking about the match and how things were going to happen and you know and it was just the excitement in the community and I can only imagine what it's like down in the in your own parishes there this week and other weeks of the final and I know it's something that as I'm as obviously I won't be there as a player so you're at but as a person involved with with a club and as on the committee and so on it's something I can't wait to experience again and hopefully I will but I think it must be special I'm a special time down there this week not even this weekend but this week down in your two parishes like you know absolutely joe i i remember uh my last year hurling in 2010 and um the week it was oh, just low key, well i'm low key enough on the way up on the lead up to the final and um but then things started kicking off in the last few days and i had collected my little little ones in their childminder on the way home from school in Burris. And I was passing down through the lane and turning up the road, the road as James, you'd know from just at Burns at Lynn there up towards the hand up to my own house. Yeah. And uh, there was, you know, it's just the small things that, that catch you, like, you know, and I was nervous to be down crop to the final, as you know, it was my last hurrah or whatever it was. But Burns, uh, Pat Grennan, and I'd say hello to two of them, James. Yeah. They were up on, up on ladders, stringing the bunting across the road and just, so I'm going to give me the face with the road, and by the time I was up half of the road, I had tears going down my cheeks. Like, you know, I said, Jesus, here it is again. Like, you know, right. I, I, I never think I'd be here again. And, and uh, there's nothing like it, there's nothing like it because, you know, you, you've been there since you were four years of age, as, as, as your first memory is going to matches and pulling the hurl, dragging the hurl along behind you, and your fan or showing you how to hold the hurl and hit the ball on your left, hit the ball on your right. It's kind of, this is what it's come to now, you know. and then you see the, the people who will be there on the bank on Sunday um, hang on everything you do in the field and willing you to, do, to be your best. And oh, I'm sure probably give note about you when you make a mess or something or whatever. You know, but there's never, I don't need to say any badness in it. It's pure one for the local area to win, to come out on top. And uh, that's just, I, I think that's, I've, I, look, I've had lots of things in hurling over the years, but I just remember going up that road and just seeing two boys and pure, just honesty, the whole thing and showing up the old green and white across the flagpoles 
and I can guarantee you, if Queen will tell you, she was only smart enough at the time. You know, I was in tears. I said, "Boys, I was hopping off the steering up the road." It's obviously, you know. So it's just all it's, it's such an emotional time, really, for for anyone who's really, you know, you you know yourself, Joe. You're you're, you're steeped and your your heart and soul is in Ballinkillen. Like, you know, and I, I know exactly what you're saying about last year. Um, in hindsight, and, and maybe in reflection over the years. Regardless of whether you won or lost last year, like those memories will still be there, and it'll be a special time in, in any community. Like, you know, so that's it. That's it, and I think that's it to, to bring together to bring together things. You know what I mean? And you know, it's just, I, 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 it is something special. It's, 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 a, it's an amazing time, and you get the real sense of community too. I think, I think you kind of get out of the bubble of sometimes you're in a bubble. I think with hurling that it's, it's you and it's the players, or it's that. You know, it's it's just the players. It's just about the mm-hmm. hurling. And then the night, the weekends of a final or whatever else, or you know, and or big matches that the community kind of become. Once they're more part of, they're always part of. Maybe, but as a player or as a member of a club, they become. You know, in the whole, the whole, the, what it's all about really becomes important. If you get me that, you know, that there is a whole community behind you. And uh, I just thought it was lovely last year. And like I said, I I, I just can only imagine what it's been like in your both your clubs. Even on county finals or bigger days, both your clubs have experienced bigger days. And look, but sure, that's what we we'll all aim to try to get back to. Yeah. See, James, I tell you, James, in in, in thirteen, uh, I suppose you probably didn't, maybe you did. I don't know if you saw it or not. Uh, the day of the final, from like Burris, the main street of Burris is Long Street, up up the whole lot of it, and I'd say from from the hall, I'd say from the town hall up. The whole way up Pens Court is up along, up along to the cottages. There was a row of buses up yeah, the whole way So I don't know if he would have seen that now. I don't know if he would have been. No, we just seen a video. We see, there was a video shared to us of it. Of it um, yeah, yeah. That was the morning of the other to find. Yeah, that was. Yeah, again, I, I, we drove up to the match ourselves, like, you know, and Harry's but like, I remember uh, driving up the street. And as I said, it was bus after bus after bus after bus, uh, waiting, waiting for the crowd, waiting for the people to be to be uh, transported up to the game. And it, these were all hired like by private, like to, you know, as demand grew, the buses became available, like you know. And I remember again up at Cody's, Eddie Byrne was was front and center, uh, big bird, and he was there. You know, I'd say he was directing the whole affair. Like you know, I remember pulling down the. The window of the car and put my hand out and shaking his hand and just saying what a great day it was. And again, there was a pang of jealousy there. You know, I was jealous. I was on the one. Like, you know, I was jealous. But, but how else could you be and only be in admiration of the, of the day that the, the, the parish was having? And, 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 and you know, Joe and Kevin, by extension and fairness, as Carol Hurling people, we were having as well. So, you know, again, originally we were very grateful for the day, like, you know. Yeah, and, and like we we all appreciate that, and I suppose the one thing that, and um, prior to the final, everything is great, and you're dead right what you're saying, Joe. But whoever loses Sunday, it's such like it's grand. Like after, whoever loses on Sunday, it's the same for every county final, and it's just players nowadays. Like and you look at St. Mullins and the Rangers, keep coming back every every year. Like and I read an article recently, and I watched the video then afterwards of Ron and Algar and just the mindset. You know, with him, with La Rochelle in France, and the difference in players liking the thoughts of something and wanting something, and the difference in that, you know, you like the thoughts of winning the county final, you want to win the county final. So, like, when we started out, I suppose, back to Kevin's point there, 
we would have been knocking around the county team, myself and Frank and Edward, Gary Dyle at the time, a lot of us. But um, you'd actually like, you'd be getting a lift with some of the same ones by sometimes. But they'd be going back then when the county would be over and they'd be in county finals year in, year in, year in, you know. And you'd be, like, you could be in Greg Naman and you could be having a pint with him. And, you know, these lads would be going around county, county medals in your pocket now, not blowing or anything. Jesus, they wouldn't, but you'd be saying to yourself, like, how are we going to get like them lads, you know? And it was probably. That probably drove us on a bit, but back to the point of, of after the county final, like, and Pat, you've probably experienced this yourself, like, it could be two months after the county final, you could be driving down the road in the car and burst out crying, like, it just hits you there and then, you know, and it's such a lonely place for players, and people talk about mental health and that. These are players that, a lot of these players that take the field or Sunday are inter-county hurlers from both sides. Last year, okay, with the pandemic, but normally their season is bubble of county, bubble of club, a couple of months off. They lock themselves away, they train, don't drink, don't act the fuck, you know, forget about the cursing there, sorry, but. That's and, and then, like, their Everest is Sunday. This is their Everest now, like, this is it. And then somebody climbs it, somebody falls off. And you're in your own bubble Sunday night with your buddies, even if you lose and you're having a few pints and then Monday, Tuesday, then you go back to work and like, you're so flat for, aren't you Pat, for a few weeks after like, and it's, it's such a downer, like your whole world, like no matter who's trying to pick you up, like your mental state is awful, ain't it Pat? It's like, you know, and that's why with players now, you're like, and you're getting inside their heads and managers and coaches and, you know, you're really focused on everything and you're taking them away from everything and putting them in that bubble and the next thing, bang, you fall. And I'd say I think the way things are with, with teams and clubs now, nowadays, I think uh, the age profile of the teams seems to be a lot younger, like you know, and they're all young lads and they have, that's their main focus, I would say, um, to, would say there's not too many married fellas on the no, 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 with, with no. families. So, um, like, but say my last year again in ten, I was never as carefree going to come to find in my life because I was able to walk in the parade with my little one sitting on my shoulders and she looked got me here that I wasn't I wasn't expecting her because I had a, an injury that I thought it was that finishing me. But I remember walking on the parade and I was looking up in the stand and I was saying, there's that over there and there's that over there. But uh uh, ten years previously in the county final, I was, look, I was look, looking down at my boots and I was roaring the fella behind me and I was roaring the fella in front of me and trying to g lads up and putting so much, investing so much of my own self in it and, and, and maybe trying to take on the burden of some of the lads around me. But uh, I remember, you know, that, that last county final I played, um, well, I, was, I was very much invested in the whole thing, but I knew myself that if I had lost it, I would again been very, very disappointed. But, my little two-year-old daughter was going to come running up to me after the game. I, you know, she didn't care. That's where they won the county final, not like you know. But the but the lads that are there, you know, I I I I don't know off the top of my head now. If there's many lads that are married and say, well, see, maybe a few, one or two, like, but not too many of them, like you know, and, and uh, not many to lads, too many lads of families. It, it, it's 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 the game. The focus of the game has gone slightly different, and it's really so tunnel vision now. Yeah, even at club level, um. Yeah, he would be. He'd be absolutely devastated. And I know from the difference from when I lost the county final when I was in my early to mid twenties, and you know, 
if I had lost, I'd imagine if I had lost that one that year, but I don't think it would have had the same effect. And and definitely, James, I know, like, it took it took until the first round of the championship the following year, I think, before you could try and throw the Cowboys off a, a losing championship, definitely, because that's the only time you can express it and, and, and try and, and, and go about Because you can do nothing about it once it's gone. Once it's gone. In the record books, it's all over. It can be, it can be, you can give out about referees, it can be a, Controversial white balls can be sending off, can be anything, but once the final whistle goes and scoreboard is in the record books, it can't be fixed until the first round of the championship the following year. And it, it's, it, it can weigh on your head a long time. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's kind of two points I want to make, lads, about you know the effects of winning the championship, and the points are twofold, right? So the first one is, and I speak from experience. Like, growing up, my hero set would have been Roy Keane, um, Austin McHale, Bertie Fisher, and, and these lads, right? But I remember going to the 2004 county final. I don't remember the 96 county final when everybody won, but 2004, I was only 12 or 13 at the time. And everybody obviously won the championship. And all of a sudden, you have Johnny Kavna, you have Alan Brennan, Mark Brennan, Watchy, Desi, and these lads. And they become heroes on your doorstep all of a sudden, right? And I'd even go along to say, even when I was 16 or 17, when you get to hurl with them, you're nearly still heroes and you're a little bit in awe of them, like, right? So that's just the positive effect of winning the championship and what it can do for you to recognise that there's guys with a profile on your doorstep. And the other side of it is when we won it in 2008, I remember going to the first training in 2009 and I think we had nearly 50 lads at the fucking training session. It was the first time ever that na- that ever happened in their breed and it hasn't happened since. There was lads on the line. We, we played a match and they had to rotate subs in and out. So that's actually the effect of winning the championship and what it can do. And I think the most important thing, yes, the, the second point there was more in terms of adults and participation getting lads back into the game, which is obviously very important, as Joe will know from this year when Ballinkillen struggled. But for young people looking up, like, and I think that's why Rangers are so strong now, James, in my opinion, is because they were looking at the likes of ye. So there's a great importance in it, and it backs up what Joe says in relation to it's not all about just the hurlers on the field, it's the knock-on effect and what that can do for the club the parish and the community. Oh yeah, when we won, when we won six there, our first one, like we were after having, we like look, we came and won really, as you know, the goal was to get the semi final. Never been in the semi final. Had won the under twenty one, got to the semi final. Played Michael, who were county champions, ended up beating them, lose the county final. Ballin Killen Hammers, fair and square on the day. You come back then, lose the semi final in two. The pain now is getting worse. You lose the final in three, semi-final in four, final in five. But when we won six, like it was playing St. Mullins, and St. Mullins, to be fair, on paper, that St. Mullins team was a star to the team. Look, okay, they might have been coming, some of them to the end of their tether. It was a super team on paper. Like everywhere you looked on the page, they had serious men. Neal Ryan, Pat David Dyle, like Eugene Mack, leaders all over the shop, Declan Kavanagh. Um, but I remember, like, Fekal Bunton, not too many Rangers jerseys, none, you know, going to schools, nothing. Then won seven, and it all changed. Like, you win, the Kenny jerseys was gone, the Wexford jerseys was gone, it was Rangers jerseys. And then it just took off, the whole thing, a conveyor belt kept coming, coming, coming. Now, we're a bit more lucky than St. Mullins. Like, history is a strange thing. You look at St. Mullins, I think they've won two minor titles in their history. You know, Pat was on one of them, I think. Pat Grennan captained them to win the championship. They've only won two minors. Like, we won five minors in a row. But you win five minors in a row, such, in pro, 
such in close proximity, you can't bring through 10 of that team the whole time. So you want to lose players, do you know what I mean? Um, but we've been lucky enough to produce some lads that keep coming and we have our third team now, which is great. Sam Mullins, on the other hand, where they haven't kind of had that success at underage, they're able to produce the gem every few years to have the gem, you know, Mouse, James Doyle, you know, you look, Paddy O'Shea is coming out, you know, Connor Claw, all these lads. To just have gems coming the whole time, you know, and they're able to do that and fair play to them, look, and like, it's amazing. I was in, in Greg there, Ballyhill Shamrocks were playing Greg Naman in an under 13 match. Greg Naman were winning well. And Tommy Shefflin was actually over him. We kept encouraging, kept encouraging him. You know, they were playing well, but there was just a conversation going on after the match and I heard it. And the attitude to them was just keep encouraging, keep encouraging. But because the time, by the time they get to minor, they'll have them prepared to win a minor A championship, even though they're playing at C now. Because you keep encouraging, keep bringing them along, keep bringing them along, keep progressing them year on year on year. That's not just you have a bad group, they're playing C hurling, they'll never be any good. Progression, 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 progression. And here. But you're right what you're saying with us. We we kind of look, we're being consistent at underage, which is great and fair play. Like the underage mentors in our club, fabulous, great. Same and same one, the same Ballon Killing everywhere. But probably with our success or in such a short period. It's after snowballing, and it's great. But you look, and I'll say this to you, Kevin, and I've said it to you before. In 1997, we won our minor in 96. We won a minor in 97. Sorry, in 97, we got back to the minor final. My should best be a point. The under-21 final was after. My should play in 11. No overlap of players. One junior, intermediate, and senior. Everybody said my should be around for 20 years. They've won three championships since the last in 2005. If you don't be careful with this thing, this thing changes, you know. You look at your Kenny now, one Brian Cody, 11 All Ireland or whatever, have more months since 15. You know, when the sun is shining, you make hay and you enjoy every moment because this thing does turn. And look, for the last 10 years, it's been Rangers and St. Mullins, but there'll be a bit of a rebuild coming soon in Rangers, to be fair. Look, we've got Sean Nolan, we've got Tony Lawler, we've got Jack Ryan, Dean Brennan in the goal, replacing Frank. Look, Frank is back up there, and it's great to have Frank is back up Sunday. That's brilliant. You know, young James Cavanaugh, we lost him during the year to injury. But, um, you know, whereas lads, Dennis is probably gone after Sunday, you know, David Phelan, maybe, you know. So, like, these lads are still going to be hard to replace, and Pat will tell you all about that, you know, and Joe as well. But I, 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 I think, Go on. So, no, sorry, Kevin, no, just getting back to one of those points, I think it was mentioned, I can't remember which of the lads said about, um, Jeez, I don't know, was it even yourself, Kevin, about uh, slipping down the grades and, and wanting to get back up as quick as you can and, you know, sometimes getting stuck down the grades. But I think that kind of is relevant here in terms of setting high standards as a club and, and, and a certain bunch of lads like what you did, maybe there, James, say in your own club, to kind of raise the bar and set the standards for others to follow and others others know what's required now, do you know what I mean? Because you've sh- you, you've kind of broken the mould and, and led the line. And I think that's a very important thing. You need, you need to have standard bearers there. And I think it's easier then for, for others to follow in because they know, you know, the, the role models there, they've seen what it takes to be successful and to follow through. And I think sometimes that can be lacking. You know, I won't say lacking in clubs, but, you know, that, that one breakthrough can, can, can bring things on. Uh, and just one, one little line I love that you said there with the idea of, uh, I think what you said there was the idea of, of uh, the difference between wanting or hoping to win one and wanting to win one. 
Uh, I thought that was very true. I, I thought it was a very good line there during the Olympics there. And it's probably kind of something on the same lines that uh, it was, there was 500 metres left in one of the races. And they said there was 350 metres of hope and 150 metres of the truth left. And I thought it was, I thought it was the little things that divide, oh, yeah. the, divide the difference between hoping and wanting. And, and, and it, it's, I think it's about setting standards in your own club and keeping those standards up and driving those standards and i think that's what makes clubs successful for for periods if you get me as well like you know that and that both your clubs have been like you know yeah. i think i think it comes a certain time when you have been knocking on the door and i i james mentioned it there about the serving an apprenticeship like you know the, the, the soul saying you have to lose one to win one well i think with the greatest due greatest respect it's more a shite that is because it just happens out that way. You don't have to lose one to win one. If you want, it's much better to win it straight away. Like that, you know. But um, yeah, we um, never lost one. Because <laughs> yeah. no, we we um, well, Jay's don't tell me and he asked me. Uh, don't tell me either. Don't fucking tell me either. But uh, um, so like uh, you have to. There comes a certain time where you just have to just say. Fake this. Um, I have enough of this. Uh, you know, or if you if you can get into, get into someone's head that they have enough from, from the word go. Um, like we'd, I, I was what, 22, I think, 21, 22, when, I got, when my, in 97, we'll say, when my generation or my group of years won our first one. And um, we had, uh, I remember thinking in the county, come up to the county final and the county final. Hopefully, he's sort of training hard. But I remember coming to the game and said, No, enough of this now. And uh, just during the game, where, yeah, I think I, I got a 21 yard free and just, just a tap over free. But it was early in the game, and it was a case of, Sure, look at like this. Sure, what loss? You know, it's early in the game. You go for a goal. If it's saved, well and good. It was maybe two points one at the time. It's not going to have a psychological effect. And just, just go for it. Yeah, you kind of have to be. Don't, don't be afraid to go for it. Don't be afraid to win it. Um, I think a lot of a lot of what holds teams back is being afraid to win rather than rather than being afraid to lose. Because you know, if it's there in front of you, oftentimes you just have to kick on and go for it. And that's what happened. I know. Well, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but it happened to us in in, in 2006, James, in that final. Um, um, we were on top in the game. We were heading the scoreboard, and um, one of the trainers went for a goal from a 21 yard free, or, or else it was missed. Free, it was missed. Oh, Michael, yeah, yeah. And I went down. I turned. I remember. I remember well. You know, and I suppose by 2006, I would have been regarded and regarded myself as a more experienced member of the team. I turned. To, I turned down to get myself into position for the puck out, and maybe there was maybe 15 minutes left in the game. James, I said, you know, I stand. I stand to be correct on that one, but I said to myself, Jesus, we sure, we should, we should see it out now. And then. Rangers kicked in and scored point after point after point. It was like death by a thousand cuts, and we could we could do nothing about it, like you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was just one one after the other, like and, and there was no and there was no, James. You can say there was no there was no kind of inclination. This is going to happen any time during the game, like. And so Willie Willie should have an exhibition that that that's fifteen years, like you know Willie. And we were just flabbergasted. We could do nothing about it, and. 
there it was. We lost me three points at the end of it. Like, you know, I haven't been in a, a great position. You know, but you, you could have said that the, the, the wide from 21 yard free was one of the Rangers was a last kind of, you know, dagger in their heart, like to kill yeah, him off. It's the very same as if someone lit a fire on them and went off. You know, I, I think maybe that group of players have said, fick this, and you have enough of this now. Throw it, caution to wind. You might as well be 10 points is one point or two points, and they came along. And I can twist as good a, a stretch of hurling as any uh, club team in Carlo has ever produced in the final. And unfortunately for us and myself, and we were at the, 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 receiving, end of it, the receiving end of it that time. But I, I, I wouldn't be want to remember much of my matches, but as I remember the last 15 minutes as long as I lived, so I, you know. And sure, look, that's the, way, that's the way things go, you know. I'll remember as well. <laughs> yeah. It is always ones you, you kind of you kind of lose all that have more vivid memories of, like, and that's kind of a thing in life in general, regardless of, of what's going on. But um, lads, I'm going to have to bring it back to the game itself then on Sunday. And you know, we we heard from Dennis Murphy a little bit earlier, and James, you had kind of given us the heads up that he had gone into retirement, and then he confirmed to us there, obviously, that he's back for one yeah. last hurrah. And there's uh, rumblings there now, obviously, as well. You mentioned maybe the same kind of crack with David feeling, although who knows what might happen, but like, I just, I, I wouldn't know David Fierce well, but I know Dennis a lot better because he's only a year older than me and like growing up, it was always Dennis versus Paddy and who's better? Is Paddy Kyo better or is Dennis Murphy better? But I can tell you one thing, it didn't matter. When you're playing both St. Models and Rangers underage, you know you're a big bother because like the boys would just score and score and score and it didn't matter who was on them. did not matter who was on them. You couldn't stop them. You literally could not stop them. Two of the best underage hurlers I think I've ever seen. But like just just a word on on Dennis there, because like the man's that are having what three or four crusade operations and he has yeah. given some service. He's played senior championship hurling for I'd say nearly maybe fourteen or fifteen seasons and he's only what, he's thirty one or heading for thirty one. Like that's an unbelievable contribution to both club and county. And in both grades, he's played in um Leinster minor finals in both hurling and football yeah. for Carlo like. So um I think it's only fair and right to, to pay a tribute to the man, irrespective of what happens on Sunday. That that's serious, serious going. Like I've always said, I suppose that for me, when he, when that bunch of minors are six now, he he went to eight as a minor hurler. But when that kind, we got about ten lads off that minor team of six, um, and Dennis was obviously one of them, and he he was sub in six, but. I've said it before, look, I say it again, he's the best hurler I've ever heard of with Mount Esther Rangers. Um, so we call him down here the postman because he always delivers, but like you get a free you get a free like I don't ever remember Dennis. I said that to you before, missing back to back frees, um man of the match in the Leinster final against Owler, man of the match in the All Ireland semi final again in Hockey Yield. Um always conducted himself with excellence, um, a role model of a hurler. Done the three cruciates. Um, he was working in Keenan's for a summer for one of them, and we got him into even. And Tom Murray rang me, Dr. Tom Murray, to tell me his cruciate was gone. I remember walking out to tell him, and he says to me, Did he ring? I said, He did. I said, Your cruciate's gone. He just fell on the wheel of the feeder. I remember him sitting back, and it was like he turned on two taps. And, but he kept coming back, he kept coming back, and that resilience and that, that brilliance and never wavered. And, you know, he was a big day man for us every day. Like last year, lads were saying the legs were going. You know, there would have been a kind of a mini campaign that maybe he wasn't up to start in the final. He scored two sixty, come off fifteen minutes to go. Like he, 
you know, he's the man you want on the big day and like he could be the difference Sunday again because he's carefree, he has a great attitude, um he's 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 been around like and look, this game for me will probably come down to forward Sunday and he'll definitely be instrumental on our side, as will I suppose James and Mouse on the other, but we'll get into that in a minute. But for Dennis now, like all you can do is like wish him well and He's been brilliant and history history is going to be very kind to him, you know. I, I thought last year, sorry to jump in, Kev, I thought last year with uh, with Dennis, I, I was standing in front of him for one particular game. Um, I think and I said it in the podcast. I can't remember which one it was. It could have been the semi-final or the, even the final last year. And I sorry, no, it was actually the group game, I think, against ourselves. And, you know, winning, winning, winning well and well in control and whatever else. And... and Roaring at the lads, you know, he was after scoring a free. Next team was back out under the next puck out. You know, a, a game that was won, a lad with eight or nine county titles, he could say, you know what, you know, this is a dead duck. I'm grand. I'm, you know, I've done me bit here, but he was driving it on, driving it on. And like what you said, come back after three serious injuries like that to still rack up what he scored for club and county. You know, fair play to him. You know, if Sunday is his last game, if if it is his last game, well, you know, fair play to him. I think. Like what we said before, no matter what club you are or where you are, what type of sports person you are in Carlow, you don't have to admire his contribution to hurling in the county, I think. I agree entirely, Joe. Um, like you mentioned about that, if he has eight or nine medals or whatever, the measure of those type of players is um, the only medal that counts is the next one. You know, whether they have ten of them in, in the drawer, I reckon I reckon one of those players that are you know really at, at that level. They, they wouldn't even know who their medals are because yeah. you know, eating bread is so important because they're driven to the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one. Um, and we've driven to matches um, two years ago in in, in our car. I'm sure you remember me telling you lads that I have never, and I would I would go to any county in the country, and there has never been a better free taker in the game of hurling than it is Murphy. I, I, I don't think there's ever been a better technique. And, you know, like Joe, I've spoken to you more before about technique, about hurdles and, and the science of the whole thing. Like Dennis is the exemplar to any free taker because puts the ball down, lines himself up, there's minimal moving parts, lift strikes, right, you know, and that and you can be guaranteed that every team team talk ever is involved with the team facing one of the Rangers that would know that Dennis is on the field is saying keep the freeze to a minimum because you may as well be talk chucking down a point, like you know. And like the one time you would miss a three is like for the opposition, it's like missing two because it's just not expected to happen. Like, you know, like, that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah, you know, to, to come back after three crucial ligaments, like, you know, um, I've I was I had injuries over the years and mostly bones and getting bangs and here and there. I always said to myself, if if I ever got to crucial, that's me. I'm finished. I, I won't come back from that because I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd have the discipline because um, not only have you to deal with the the injury itself and and the, the I suppose the, the the effect it has on you, but it's the actual rehab that it takes to come back from a crucial. James, you know it now. Like you had it one yourself. You know uh, how hard it was to come back from there. Like you know, but to come back from three, jeez, yeah. I, I didn't we could do it. Say, I'm honest about Michael in 14. We were after doing the cruise ship except in Dennis. I'd done it two weeks, two and a half weeks before the All Ireland final. Yeah. We'd done it right after the All Ireland final. But uh, we'd done our rehab together. Say, I'm honest, we're after bait and Michael 
in the county final in 14, Michael Bettles in the semi-final. And um, that was the start of three in a row for EPA. And um, Dennis texts me anyway, and I was in work and he said, lad, meet you in the gym. I'll never forget. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that was grand anyway. So I met him in the gym about five o'clock. This true story now. And car passed by and blew the horn. And he said, now it's time for us to go to work, he says. We need to stop them blowing horns. He said, next year's coming. But that's, that was his mentality. Like, you know, it's like we spoke about earlier. The want, that's the difference. The want. The work is there. They want to go to work, go to work. And you'll get your, you know, yeah. reward. Or but, do, you like, do you like the thoughts of standing? Like, there's lads go to the gym and stand in the mirror. And they like to look good in the mirror. Dennis, work, work, work in the gym. Some lads, you know, they like the thoughts of it. But this is the difference in wanting it. Let's go make it happen. You know, that's all the way. It's like Ray Keane said, James, he, uh, he said, about, he was asked about his favourite memory of winning. And he kind of said, well, I don't really have too many. And they said, why? Well, he says, well, like winning was my job. That's what I'm there to do. Yeah, he says, well, I, I remember the ones I lost more. He says, because yeah. that, he said, my job was there to win. So I'm only, do, if you know, that was his mentality. Like that was his psyche. That. They they were that was job completed, but the ones I lost were I did something wrong. So, you know, and, and that's what divides the winners, isn't it? That's what that's that little edge that that divides them, you know. Yeah. But like Dennis are like James, who says once in a generational player, like you know, and I wouldn't know Dennis at all. And I, I barely spoken to him words in chat in my life. And but I remember when he did, I'd say it might have been the second crochet he did, he did. Um, sure, Eugene McDonald would be a first cousin of his. Uh, sure. Well, I remember I rang Eugene and just asked him to he text me on Dennis's number and just for a simple reason because look at the, the rate of respect I have for him as a hurler and a, a, a Carlo man like and I was just I just said I'd give him a ring and say just Dennis he just had cold words at her gym and to back up again and I just say I wish you all the best and I hope you'll be back because on a big on the bigger picture like, I was thinking of Carlo like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't afford to lose like like Sir Dennis, like you know, we couldn't have at the time, and well, we still can't afford to lose like himself, like you know. But, but again, it's in those situations where the club rivalries, you know, they, they kind of disappear, and you kind of think, Jesus, the poor old chap, you know, and, and knowing the type of player he was, and the, and the type of person he was, and how much of a blow it was to himself, you know, personally, you'd have to be trying to give him a small, you know, just whatever bit about. Support you would give him, whether you were not like you know. And as I said, I never spoke to Dennis. I'd say hardly in my life. But you just have to give him from a pure hurling man's point of view. Whether it's from Carlo Michael saying Mullins, Ben and Killen, they breed just to let him know that we're hoping he get back. Like you know, and, and geez, he did. Turn, <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have made the phone call at all. Like you know, but no, no. it's great to see. It's great to see he likes him. Like you know, and just I don't know. I don't know if his face. You know, you know, uh, hunger is a great sauce. Uh, the pit of success. If he if he gets over the line Sunday, he won't be finishing. He have another round to go, and, and you know, all of a sudden, then next year comes on the horizon. He he wouldn't be carrying too much extra weight or anything. He mind himself. He might be finished yet. What were you saying, there, Jim? But just so you know, when I done the crochet, Pat done the same thing with me. To be fair, like, and that'll just tell you about the caliber of. Of the man Pat is he done the same thing with me, sent me a lovely message and you know, you appreciate things like that, you know. Yeah, so like there's a rivalry but there's a human aspect to it and that's always a bigger picture. So fair 
fair play like that is great to, great to see and great things to be hearing i missed all the the rivalry and the talk and and a lot of bullshit as well if i'm quite honest about it but that's uh, that's the good part that's part of the good stuff though kevin you know yeah yeah <laughs> let's get into the nitty-gritty lads so um not quite at verdict time but give us a bit of context on it so what i'm going to put out there is obviously for people that may not be in the know just the 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 varying routes to the final so rangers going unbeaten um and St. Mullins obviously Pat, have had a few hiccups, but I think you might have pointed out before, St. Mullins have, in the last, what, decade or so, have they won a championship by winning all the group games? I don't think they have. They've always lost a group game or two, haven't they? Usually have, and sure, usually it's more the Rangers. Uh, uh, if they lose one, lose one against the Rangers, there's been very few victories over lads in, in the group. Um, but, yeah, look, yeah, Again, it's the nature. It's the nature of us in St. Mullins, Kevin. Like um, we always find it very hard to get get our best fifteen out on the on the field, and and, and um, find where we are. But um, yeah, it's just been the, the trend of things over the years, and and you know the way it's worked out over the we'll say like James says six and six and five over the last ticket uh, bit. Um, I, I think I think the way the champion has worked out over the years as well. Uh, with league format and um, I suppose the lack of numbers and lack of um, you know uh, we'll say eight at least eight teams or whatever in the championship that once you do lose maybe a game or two or, or you know you kind of for the ones in the Monster Rangers you can almost well, to a certain extent target a, a win here and there that would just get you over the line you know Sometimes, sometimes we might have been drawn earlier, earlier on in the championship, and say, say one, and um, one gets bit. So then, it's probably going to look out, look like that the, the winner of that game is going to be top of the championship or top of the top of the league and face the, the lower team. So we've avoided each other mostly in semi-finals, and I would would meet in the final, you know. So it's it's such a unfortunately for 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 Carroll championship. The league is really kind of a shadow boxing hyper type of a thing, like, you know, that the likes of, of ourselves and Money Strangers will more likely find ourselves in a semi final anyway. And then, you know, it, it becomes you're getting yourself ready for two knockout games, you know, at the, end of, at the end of the season. Like, and that's why, that's why, you know, Bally Killen coming in there last year and, and, uh, not if I was no no harm for Carlo in general, and and I suppose maybe if Belling if Breed were to make a, a burst at the at the weekend and come up and, and make a sixteen championship out of it, like you know that's that's what we want. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I I I wouldn't read much into the games during the year because once St. Mullins see the final in in, in in sight, I think the league results are completely irrelevant. Really, you know, it's it's yeah. a, it's a slate again, you know. Yeah, so you're known as knockout specialist, and there's a reason for that, like you know. But um, so we're looking at matchups then, James. What what are we kind of thinking? What are we looking at? What what do both sides have to do? You're obviously, by the way, you're doing very well with Greg Nevana. Fair play, we're watching your progress and and keep it as the fella said. But from a man who's you know very much involved in the modern game, um, what's what are we likely to see in terms of matchups? What's the the key breakdowns of this game? What's the winning and losing of it? Like, do we look at a situation? Is there man-to-man things here are we looking yeah. at a situation where guys are going to stick in their positions give us a bit of a flavour into what you expect to see happen on the field of play well watching Sam Mullins I suppose throughout the year um, they've been trying things 
they've been hit with injuries to be fair they had to trade their hand was forced in some things but I think they got a lot of things right um, I think talks of design or anything were that's kind of what you mentioned earlier the, the BS you know like for for some teams especially and you know you hear the shit like if you haven't Jack having and Mouse having and these lads playing like Jesus you know they're they're go to men that'd be like Rangers playing without Dermot Burn Edward Burn and Chris Nolan you know no team can afford to be missing them quality of players but um I just think I think James Doyle for me I, I think James Doyle is a hurler look I've always admired him I think he's absolutely fabulous I think he doesn't get the credit he deserves I've said that before I think that sometimes he gets overshadowed by Mouse um but I think he's the Waterman like I he can play anywhere from back to midfield to up in front. And I just think like when he's up front, he takes serious, serious watching. I think that if they start him on the square on Sunday and Mouse at centre forward, Rangers might need to adjust. I think Will Seamus Murphy start. Um who knows? John Bowen played last Sunday. I I'd I'd expect myself for Seamus Murphy to start and I would be prepared in that way for Seamus Murphy to start. I think he he could go in at 11 uh, to free up the two boys a little. I think Rangers will be very tactical. They'll have to be tactical as due to they'll have to go man to man. There's no doubt about that. Like I think you won't see Sledge moving out of six. I think that you won't see that happening but I think two, three, four, five and seven you could see movement there and you know, that probably would be the right thing to do. Um, I think Ger Cody played very well last weekend, pushed on out the field. Um, I think Sam Mullins, you know, you have the two Welshes on the bench, Patrick Welsh. Um, Sam Mullins of options, O'Shane Ryan is, for not before this season, one of the standout players in Sam Mullins. He had six points from play against us in the league section. Um I think this is going to be horses for courses Sunday, and it has to be horses for courses if we're to get a victory. I think we can't be naive Sunday and think, yeah, go toe to toes with these lads, back every man on the field, because you're talking about high caliber forwards here in James Style, Mouse. Uh, if Seamus Murphy comes in, we all know Seamus is capable of a uh, big hand under a high ball. Won't have to move left or right, just have the runner coming off the shoulder, bang, it's very simple. Like he will come down with balls, there are not many men will be him in the air. Although if you put him at eleven on sledge, that'll be a serious battle there. Could it's you see James sorry James, could you see Tony Lawler switching back to wing back? He started a little bit he started a couple of games there this year. I know he's up a wing forward at the minute. Could you yeah. see him, maybe Gary Lawler moving out to midfield, maybe on Conor Kill? Could you see kind of tweaks like that, do you think, from a no, point of view? I, I, I couldn't say I could technically, like, if I definitely couldn't, I couldn't see that. Now, maybe it might happen. I personally, myself, couldn't see it. I know my father's selector, but my father, everybody has, everybody has an opinion. So, honestly, you're yeah. going to laugh at me. I give up talking to my father about this because he's sick to the He's sick to the team. <laughs> he's sick to, no, but he's sick to the team. And everywhere he goes, everybody has an opinion. Has an opinion, yeah. And yeah. telling them what the team should be. You know, they're the selectors. Let them on with it and trust their judgment. But um, I think, like, I think if you put, like, it's Tony's first year on the team, to be fair. Like, look, he was knocking around last year. Give the chap credit. It was his first year in with the county. Um, but when you're meeting most of James Dial, you need pace. 
you need tactical awareness. You need to, you can't get lost with the ball and they're gone now. They're, the next thing they're gone five yards and the ball comes up to them and it turns into a shit show. I think probably at this moment in time, like you can back Tony to do a job like that, but there's probably men with experience there that's better equipped to do that at this moment in time. But I just think that James Dial. James Dyle will take fierce watching Sunday. I think that if you hold him, you know, Mouse and himself, they're kind of like a great tag team. But James Dyle can do worldly things. Like, uh, I remember that point he got in that Leinster semi-final. Like, he went up in the air, he came down, he had ball over the bar. The two boys were still looking at where he was. Like, this is how speedy this boy is. And he doesn't act the fuck. He minds himself. He's a role model. Um, like I've said, I've openly said it, it was a transfer in hurling. First letter for you, break the bank for you. Um, and look, he's he's done a great job for St. Mullins while Mouse has been injured. He went back up and shore the defence, but when they come out for the second half against St. Mullins, he came up front and look, the tread started straight away and they started climbing back into the lead. But um, look, up front in for us, it's going to be, you know, Chris. Ron Feathers is for me having a great year this year. I think that bit of a break from the county getting injured didn't do him any harm. Um, he's have a, he's had a great game in every game, and if if we can get them lads on song, look, that'll cause its own problem. But um, we'll need we'll need our best defence Sunday will be our forwards because we have to stop the ball from getting up the other end and from eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. They have to defend Savage under to how to try up the ring. Is just another thing there, uh, uh, James. I know Ted Ted Joyce. I don't know whether he's available or not available, or whatever. But I know if he, if he if he is definitely out, he's obviously a massive loss. You know, I think he had a hand injury or whatever. Um, I think I heard your your dad saying maybe at the intermediate game, I overheard him saying he might have a bit of a hand injury. He might have sat one or the games, whatever. But if if he's missing. You know, be it as a starter or as as a as a panelist or whatever, but he's a big, he's a you know, he's a he's a quality finisher there. That he'd be he'd be a big loss, you know, if he's not available there. I know there's other lads coming in yeah. and and so on, but Ted is, you know, he's a quality finisher on the big day too, and he'd be a bit of a loss for you. It's a he will, yeah. And look, if Tony Lawler, like to be fair to Tony, Tony, like we hadn't Richard Cody, we hadn't Paul Cody for a game or two. So to be fair to Tony, to tell you about Tony Lawler's adaptability that he was able to open her up. Yeah. But yeah. Tony, do you start five forwards and Tony at wing forward and get Tony to drop back into the pocket and maybe create a bit of space up front if Teddy is fit? I still think there's hope for Teddy. I think it's it's a 50. He lost the nail, I think, and maybe the oh. top, something to do with the top of the bone. Haven't been talking to him. Um, but look, I know I know that look, and there's no point. Like, look, everybody will find out this Sunday. But I'd expect Teddy to be. I think it's very fifty-fifty. I wouldn't be surprised if he was playing. If he yeah. wasn't playing, he's going to be unlucky not to play. I think Kieran Kavanagh um, coming back. Yeah, he'll be there or thereabouts. In look, they'll be picking the team tonight. Kieran Kavanagh is going to be there or thereabouts. He came on with eight minutes to go last Sunday. Hit three points from play. Um, when he gets the ball. The only thing is in his head, first and foremost, is green flag. He's very, uh, he reminds you of Mouse and James Dyle that way when he gets, like Chris Nolan as well, like get the ball, you know, first thing is in their head is onion bag. And, you know, that's not good for defenders because Dim lads take serious watching. But, um, 
look, there's there's loads of matchups to be had. Where will Jack Cavanagh play? Will he start on the square? Will they bring him out the field? Um, you know, there's there's huge matchup here, but but midfield will be an important battle. And it, you know, will the game bypass midfield? Can you allow somebody to drop back into the pocket? Then do you need to put out a good hurler there, and maybe the game passing by? You hope the game will bypass midfield. But if you have some intelligent hurler in the middle of the field, pick and ball as an outlay and deliver a good ball in, that could be the difference here Sunday, you know, on either side. Mm. I think Connor, just on that role and evolving positions, I thought Connor Keogh was impressive um, since he's gone out there. Uh, what do you think, Pat, there as well for, for uh, Sam Mullins? I think he, he's great legs and, and he's able to get onto those breaks. He picked up a couple of points against Bagnestown coming onto breaks like that. Um, it looks like he's, you know, it's it's a nice position for him. You know, he likes that kind of open ground as well. It's a yeah, he's a, he's um, so he's a very mobile player. Um, you know, it's the second year he's been to get up to the speed and get used to senior hurling. Uh, but I, I <laughs> we were at, as I said, we we're in the field there tonight. I the boys train and draw flying and whatever, but. There's an awful amount of speculation down here about what the starting team is going to be in some months. None of us have a clue because, like James was saying there earlier on, the bit of experimentation earlier on in the year when uh, when Mouse was out injured and James Ryle was playing centre back. And um, we, we, we really haven't a clue. Like, there's speculation. Well, James Ryle said, or feel like, and, and you mentioned James, are going to go for putting start full forward and throw a cat among the pigeons or um like you mentioned about Jack when Jack had to start uh, you know Jack um was, was suffering with a bit of illness there before semi final uh, last weekend and, and may, may may not have been as, as effective as people would have thought. Like because of again the, the compact nature of the championship and because like in, in previous years like it would take a couple of months before it'd be over and to be the Kenny league matches or practice matches being played and people would get to see up to the field and see matches and or go down to Wexford or went to Kenny and see the team playing practice matches and, and get get a feel that the other team is going. But uh, you know, we have none of us have an idea really what what the start fifteen is going to be. Um to, like John Dorn could start centre forward next day on top on Dean and Byrne and, and that would that would be a, a different proposition for Dean Rodhill because John, you know, would would be kind of a man that would, would hold his position and try and be kind of to break up the play and, and, and maybe, you know, be sent under it, maybe a few high balls coming down and maybe occupy Dean a bit more because like I from our point of view I, I think I'll we'll say like you say his edge would be the quarterback kind of player, like you know, he likes he likes to get the ball in his hand. He likes to be able to get himself. He's one of these players that doesn't look like he's moving very fast, but he just has that languid stride, and he's able to drop the shoulder. And next thing you know, suddenly he's in ten yards of space. He's able to go up the field and ping a pass, and you know, start to start to dictate the the, the, the pace of play, like you know, um, the Chris Nolan obviously is is a huge huge uh, factor, but like. I think this year John has come into into his own, and um, I've been I've seen John's praise since he was ten years of age in the primary school with us. Like he, he's a hurler with his stuff, you know, and he go back from nothing, but he's he's able to hurl, and he he's a he's a kind of young young fella that really is wants the game as in he's focused. He really is focused on the, on the the prize at the end of the day. Like you know, and I think that yeah. The, He's one that we need to watch very, very, very much. So, like you know, he's he's been on the score sheet, 
big time this year. You know, he's, come, he's emerging from Chris's shadow. And I'd be wary of John now. I'd be wary of John. Like, so who, you know. who, do you, who do you actually put on the two of them? Because, like, there you know, go. Paul, um, Paul had a very good hustle with Chris. Chris would have got, you know, a bit of joy out of the hustle. And then yeah. Paul got a bit of joy out of it later on in the game. So is Paul the obvious choice for Chris? Um, if not, who is? Or who do you put on John? I, I, just, it's kind of a... If, the, if they weren't so... Like you need, you need. If you had two gems, that you'd be, you'd be sort. Like I was kind of thinking, a mad left wing comment in my own head, where, and obviously it's a dodgy ankle, but like James Dial on Chris is a crazy thing that would probably never happen because it'll just yeah. limit them up front, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, okay. like it is a serious problem because nobody has been able to curtail him enough. But I think, I think, I think this year, I think this year, uh, even more so. I think Paul Dial is more, more primed. If you get me to mark Chris, you know, I think he's. You know, you want to see the work that Paul has done on himself over over the lockdown, and even in our time with the county. You know, he's his pace is actually, and he showed it in one of the games there this year. You know, coming up the field, I think it was at the the Michael game. You know, he won a free and nearly in the opposition twenty one or, or or between the twenty one to forty five. And I think he has he's really worked on that, and I think that that'll probably stand to him. And Chris is very strong as well. Like it's not just pace and stuff as well as we saw with the trip with Ross Smithers last week. Like I think I think probably probably Chris will be deployed maybe you know maybe in on the edge of the square, um and if he is I think Paul Paul will pick him up. Uh, I can't see Paul following. I can't see Paul coming off the square. Um, if if Chris Nolan is, is elsewhere, I don't think I don't think he'll you know, but I think he'll mark him on the square. I don't think, and I, I don't know about you know I, I think one one factor there I think, and maybe last year he wasn't going as well, but I think this year he's starting to come back into his into himself as Paddy Kyo. I think Paddy will have a big a big say in this final. He's starting to just get find the rhythm, find the passes. You know, ha- having a big foothold in the game. Last year when they played, um, uh, last year when they played like uh, in one in, in the group game, you know, or even last year when Paddy came back, you know, he, he took him a while to get into the game. But this year he's back to, you know, back to really going to be a prominent player in this in this final. Um, but it's interesting to say when we're talking about Corbin. You know, we know the threat that Manchester Rangers have up front, but Corbin, Dermot Byrne, I, I think it was, I suppose, two of the things we, we would have targeted last year in Ballinkillen at the final was the puck outs from Dean Grennan because he was so accurate, so quick, and got so many attacks, you know, on the go. And I think that would be key as well to cutting out that, but also Dermot's influence. And, and not only his influence there in terms of as a sweeper, in terms of a sweeper going forward, but how they protect the D. You know, and I, I'm going to say this respectfully and all, like, like in fairness, they never, they never leave. Like, feeling has never, never been exposed or left exposed uh, because of the organisation of that backline. And you know, and can can Saint Mullins come up with a plan to 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 get a run on them to see what you know things are like in there? Like, you have Michael Dyle in one corner, Jesus, like it's all as a rock sweeping across, and you know, you have Dermot dropping back, so. Can can they kind of pull the puzzles around, maybe to to try get a run in there, and and if they do, like you know, to see to see if you know what's going to happen. But up to this in the last year or two, no one has got has figured out that puzzle, and it'll be just interesting to see whether Sam Mullins can come up with a plan for that on Sunday. Like, I mean, do you leave, do you leave James Dyle in there? Do you leave a mouse in there? And the, but ultimately, he's probably going to be shepherded by two players because Dermot will probably sit back right nearly on the edge of the D. Like what James said, Mount Leinster Rangers, while they, while they won't play a sweeper, they'll play with five forwards as such, and a midfielder will sit back in the pocket, etc. 
and then are you want like is, is the game going by one of your better players if you do so or you know it's, it's going to be an intriguing there's a lot of intriguing kind of battles there and how, how you're trying to maneuver space in front of your key players i think yeah and like just to add in on that like dermot for us was like midfield there for a good few years and He's really after emerging the last couple of years into a into a really really fine leader for us. Like since the putting back centre back last year, he sure that thing. He doesn't break the line. You never see him like going up into the opposition sixty five. Really, he'll he'll sit back there and he'll 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 be the conductor. But like, do you know what? Like, and look, listen to us, and maybe anybody listening thinks we don't have a clue. But I'll tell you, like the amazing thing about Sunday is. We're here. We don't know where. We like. There's no settled team here for either side because they have so many options. James Dyle can play anywhere. Mouse can play anywhere. Jack Cavanagh can play forward midfield. Hardy. Jack, Jack will go back. Hardy can. You look at the Rangers. If Teddy Jace is fit, does Teddy Jace come into the corner? Does John and Chris come out into the half hour line? Does Feather slip inside? The postman will stay in the corner. That's probably the only thing is sure, right? Tony Lawler could end up in the backs. He could. Do you know what I mean? Like, like imagine being the selector sitting down and pick these teams for something like that. Like, that can tell you about the beauty and the quality that you have. Okay. See, we're, 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 all, we're all sitting on the bank and we're sitting on the sideline and we're sitting watching the odd train session. And we are not on the inner circle, you see, you know, and, and, and that's where, you know, you might. <coughs> I was there a few years ago myself, and it's a great place to be. But the pressure is on you, like you know. But like, you don't know what's going on, uh, even maybe off the field with players. Like you know, you don't know what what things you know maybe you know, what, what sort of what state of mind they are in. Like you know, how, how sort of form they're in off the field. There's so many little little variances that need to be taken into account. And us, we're there up in the bank and we're roaring and shouting and giving out. Why is he playing? And why is he not there? Why is he not there? The 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 fellas on the bank are on the sideline. Managers on the day, and they're they're taking an awful lot of things into consideration. Not, they're taking, they know the boys inside out. They've been there day in day out in the hurling field and watching them and observing how they get on and how, what sort of form they're in. And that I think that takes that takes a lot a lot into decisions that were made as well. Like you know, like they were the boys weren't Simons would say for example Simons were playing weren't playing James Isaac in their back during the year. Unless they thought that, you know, it's a big departure for him, like as I say Mullins man, but but uh, like he he's he was on the team at the Fitzgibbon Cup there a couple of years ago as centre back, you know, so it's not as if he's a he's a novice, but for us on the bank and where we put the would be saying Jesus we're playing we can't afford to have James Isle back there because especially when Moses is injured we need the fair power up the front. But like the lads are there they're seeing what they they're they're trying to pick their team to to fit to fit and do a certain job like you know so not only are, are we looking at players and um speculating about players but we don't know we don't we don't have the full the full information about what what way they are fitness wise, what way they are you know, farm wise in the head, or you know, so so many things that we don't know about that, that, that the management and, and sectors know about, and, and and we'll never divulge, and we'll never know about, like you know, so that's all that's all part of the, the crack and the speculation. And we were like, there was maybe 30 people there on the sidelines right now. We were all, I'd say, we all would have picked 30 different teams, and the speculation was there, like we hadn't a clue, you know, you know, and that's that's the that's the, the, the beauty of it, like. 
That's it. Right, lads, I'm going to have to for Vordick. Sorry, just time constraints and all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? What did you say, Pat? There's only one verdict. That's the man in the corner there, Joe. Because one of us is going to say one thing and the other one is going to say the other thing. <laughs> no, but sure. Like, tell us, you have to explain why you think who's going to win it as well. It's not just like a simple question, you know. I think that, and, I, and look, you call us on here for honesty, so we'll get to you. Um, like, obviously, you're rooting, I'll be rooting for Andrews, Pat will be rooting for St. Mullins. I think that over the last 10 years, if we look at, I suppose, I thought 13 was our best performance in the county final um, against St. Mullins. I thought St. Mullins' best performance that I've probably ever seen out of any team other than Rangers in the county final was 19 with 14 men for 45 minutes. I thought that was exceptional. And I thought that's that belief then drove them on to, to a lot better teams. Um, I think that our bench, which are Cody, we haven't spoken about came on last Sunday. Teddy Jace, will he or will he not start? Kieran Kavanagh, Jack Ryan. Look, I, I'd expect our bench maybe, maybe to get us over the line be a couple of points on Sunday. Um, in saying that, there's huge tasks in holding mouse, James Dial. Jack, Seamus Murphy, if he comes into the forwards, like with the four of them starting the forwards, you know, that's that's a serious forward line. But at the same time, you have Dennis, Chris, John, Feathers, Teddy, you know, we're talking about Tony Lawler there, like Kevin MacDonald, we haven't spoken about, um, who is our probably, who is so our, consistent. Besides Dermot, is probably our conductor there, Fikra Fitzpatrick, who's a young lad having an outstanding year for us. Um, yeah, like, I'm going to go, look, we're unbeaten. Like, give us the nod, um, but only after a huge battle. And as history has proven over the last 10 years, as we started the conversation with five titles each in the last decade, this is a flip of a coin, lads. All right, Pat? Yeah. It's look, obviously it's head and heart about this whole thing. Just know that more than anyone. Um yeah, look at James has named ten players there and from both sides at least. And when you hear the names you mentioned and you can see their you can see their feeds in the the field, you just again it's, you'd see uh, like how lucky both clubs are to have players of such calibre, like you know, um regardless of result or whatever but anyway um i suppose one thing we have on our side would be the x factor of mouse and he's been under the kibosh with injury for most of the year um he's had his two games in the championship now we'll say and we'd be hoping that he'd be that they would have sharpened him up um he like he's just that one little little thing that can turn a game in his favor um, I think one other player that will say again wasn't really mentioned too much. He's one one two. I've come off the bench last day was Paddy Boland. Mm-hmm. He's kind of one of these kind of mercurial talents and no yes, one Neil won the county final two years ago. Lads, don't forget as well. But again, yeah, yeah, that's true. And Jason is pushing for a certain place next day, like and but we'll say Paddy scored one two the last day and yeah. and you know 
one one thing I always think about about the regard player, you know, how good a player is in a team. Um, I've always um, when you see most coming through the ball, and if he sees Paddy, he'll find him. You know, and that's a testament to Paddy's ability himself. Like you know, if most will give it to you, and most trust you, then you know you're you're not too bad. Um, for Mark, I suppose look at keeping the two. I think the two owners are our main threats in the far line for for Manus Rangers. And how we go about taking on those, uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the boys are going to come up with. Um, Paul, like James said, Paul, Paul, Paul's are going to go away from the square. I can't see him being dragged out or let himself being dragged out. Um, Gary Bennett, who was team captain, um, you know, I, I, I think maybe personality is going to this team too. And you've had Gary on on, their, on the pod, Kevin. Um, the the boys will walk over hot coals for Gary, like you know. Um, it's his time to to wear the armband, and, and I, I I would I can imagine that in their own in their in their hearts, you'd be saying if, if things are tight near the end, just let's get over the line from Gary. Um, you know, I suppose if if you were to look at our big players, we need Mouse and James completely on their games, and if they do, yeah, we might sneak over the line. But uh, yeah, like James after after a, a titanic struggle. Um, but if yeah, I think if there was, I don't do it now. We're in the interim. Like you know, you have to in county finals. You have to expect games where two big men. Like you know, um, James Murphy. I can't see him starting the game, but I think he can have a major impact in the game uh, as a ball winner um, in the last fifteen to twenty minutes. And uh, you know, he'd be another. I think I think James can have a major impact on the game. Um, Michael Welch is not another getting. Yeah, we haven't mentioned and Michael is carrying a shoulder injury from the semi final and uh, I think Michael is not I think Michael would be deemed to play in that back line and if he's last we'll, 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 it'll be a big loss for us and, and we'll be kind of a minus on our, our side but um great hurler yeah, to try to three yeah, you know, very very much underrated hurler and just like would have given TJ Reid as much of a game as anyone has done in the last few years in, in last in the Leicester semi final two years ago. Um so yeah, I would hesitant backing for us, but really would all our ducks being in a row. Otherwise I'd say we're we could we could be in trouble. Just you know, it'd really have, have to go with like on stats alone, like, you know, um you know, very impressive run by Monster Rangers. But I think of all teams I think of all teams at the end of the day that Monasteries would fear in the final in knockout game would be Sam Hollands and would be they would fear us as maybe the team in the county at the moment that are best equipped maybe to, to turn the war. But uh, I'm sure I'll say hope we do, but uh, look looking forward to it anyway. The two cornerbacks are captains. Michael and, and Gary and two yeah, phenomenal. And, and James would say like just as I was saying our lads to crawl over broken glass for Gary, I'd say that I'd say it'll be the same sentiment with the boys up in, in, in Monaster Rangers, wouldn't it? Yeah, the boys love Dolly, you know, himself and, and like Richard Kelly, they're in front of them now at the moment, like, you know, they're, the boys, they're very unified, like, like St. Mullis, look, and Pat said it there, the Ducks in a row, who, and we know there's probably only going to be a puck of a ball in this one, but whoever, whoever comes out Sunday and can get those Ducks in a row, they'll have the best chance of winning. And it's going to be a cracker, it's going to be a cracker, lads. Yeah, it's going to be a big game. Joe, worried. Oh, sugar, I thought you'd forget about me. No, uh, four, of, four of us here. <laughs> I'll, I'll even put me neck in the top block, even as the host. 
Right, go on. You put your neck on the lap first. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of doing right. it. You go first. I'll right. go after we'll, you. We'll leave the last word to you then, right? So the way I see it is, I think Rangers have not hurled to the best of their ability for a duration, you know, a long enough duration in most of the games, but it's still been enough to get them to where they are. So in simple terms to break it down, if Rangers produce that element of brilliance for three of the four quarters, I think Rangers win this game. If they only produce it for one or two, I think St. Williams have a great chance to win it. So this is what it literally boils down to. Um, Rangers haven't done it yet, so I have a feeling they might hit top form. Um, if you know, there's lots of ifs and buts. I'm going to give it to Rangers on, on the basis that I think they'll they might just burst on at the right time. But I think if they don't, just to put the caveat out there, we've heard this Rangers, but putting the caveat out there, if they don't do it for more than two quarters, I think St. Mullins win it. But Rangers is my verdict on you, Joe. Okay, well, uh, I'll cut straight to the chase. I was humming and hawing a bit uh, over the week. Um, and I suppose, like we said, you, you've all talked it up, basically all, all the key battles, all the key men. Um, I, I, do, I do think of all the teams to know how to win games, regardless of what's gone on in, in, in prior in the year at St Mullins. And they seem to be able to produce something something different on the big day every now and again. And especially, I, I wrote them off three years run and they won the three in a row each of the three years. I, I tipped up, I tipped up my Leicester Rangers on KCLR. Oh, you're And same ones, bet them every year. Um, and, and this year, I don't know, as I say, something in me waters. I, I think... I think with Mouse coming back, um, I just think it gives it that it is just gives them that lift. I think uh, like the party maybe hitting form, they have a kind of a full hand. Um, I don't know. I just fancy that there might be one big kick in them at the weekend, and but they'll have to like what you said and Pat said, everything will have to go for them, and they'll they'll have to be sixty minutes in them because Rangers will it'll be hammer and tongs for sixty minutes. But just I think I'll just give it to St Mullins by the narrowest of margins. There hasn't been a puck of a ball in a lot of the finals, and. I just, I just fancy them maybe that they might just have one big 60 minutes in them because they've been patchy in some games up to this. And I think maybe they might string together, string together a big one this, this uh, Sunday. So I'll just give my verdict to St. Mullins. So the two on the bottom are St. Mullins and the two on the top are St. Mullins for Rangers. I'll go for a last minute, I'll go for a last minute penalty and Frank Foley to come off the bench and hang it. No. <laughs> no. So there you have it. Listen, lads, thanks a million for your time. You've been very, very good with it. You're after giving us an hour and a half there, Pat and, and James. And Joe, you're always since nine o'clock. Like. So yeah, it's been a long old a long old slog, it has to be said, but always good fun. And you only yeah, get sure. it one weekend like this every year. That's it, yeah. And um well, best I, luck, I, yeah, best luck obviously yeah, to all the players, management and everyone involved. Uh we have a best look in from uh, Hugh Paddy O'Byrne. He sent best luck to all the Rangers lads this weekend from their Melbourne branch. There is a good few over there. And Pat, you have a good few lads overseas as well. And that's another endorsement for, you know, how important it is for the game to be on TG Carr this Sunday. Um, I'm so excited. It's on Radio 1 too, Kevin. It's on Live, mm. it's live Radio 1 as well, is it? Yeah, uh, Morrissey and John Milan. I want to be down when I heard. Not Morrissey and John Milan, yeah. Ah, sure, that's massive. And sure, look, doesn't that just show where the profile is? You go back to that final 15 years ago, the G played in, like, and that wouldn't even be a consideration. And now look where we are. Great sign, great sign at the times. And I think yeah. one last comment across all the grades, which we didn't get to earlier. I feel like the grades in general, like intermediate hurling now, the standard of intermediate hurling is so much higher than what it was 
my first year playing Adel Hurling was intermediate in, in 08. And I'd say even junior hurling now is a better standard than what intermediate was in 08. So, like, all that work is very much seen in all the clubs. And it's coming to fruition throughout all the grades. And it's absolutely fantastic to see. And we're in a very healthy place, I think, lads. And that's a yeah. great thing to be able to say going to a Carla Hurling final weekend. So, yeah. Look, lads, again, thanks so much for your time. Um, just a, a quick shout-out as well to our sponsors, who, of course, are Corcoran Precast Tanks. And as yeah, we said yeah. at the, the offset of the program, they are offering 10% off all wastewater treatment systems from now until this day next week, Friday, 24th September. And in order to avail of 10% off, you simply quote the left wing back. So there you have it, lads. Don't forget to uh, get in touch with us uh, on social media. You can email us either at the left wing back, but we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. At uh, the left wing back, sorry, the email address leftwingbackpodcast at gmail.com and notifications, turn them on, you'll know when we're going live. And the uh, figures have been pretty good to see, we can see already. So it just goes to show how important Carl Hurling is to people all around the world. And we're obviously yeah. delighted here to be able to bring a bit of coverage week in, week out. It's very exciting, it's a labour of love. And I'd say, in fairness to Joe, he'll probably be glad of the holiday after this week, anyway. But listen, thanks again, lads, and we'll chat to you soon. All right, yeah, so nice. No, man, thanks, Kevin. Thanks.